are live. Hey, Concrete. Hey, 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 what's going on? Happy Sunday, honey. How's it going? Uh, happy Sunday. Um, it's going pretty good. How's it going with you? I'm doing great. It's been an interesting day so far, but you know, making moves, trying to do a little something. Um, nothing too much happening. How was your weekend? Um, my weekend was good. I'm sorry. Give me just one second. Sorry. Okay. Hey, everybody. How's everybody doing? Hit the like button as you come in. We have a show lined up for you guys today. Mm -hmm. um, should be an interesting one. Absolutely. It's definitely going to be an interesting show. Um, definitely going to get off into an interesting topic, but uh, sorry about that. I was uh, respond sending the email. Um, as it relates to my weekend. Oh, uh, my weekend was really good. It was really good. I got to meet up with you and do a um, belated birthday brunch. Um, Which I so thoroughly that, enjoyed. Yeah. Thank you so much. Cause you, you know, the way, so to welcome, my, the way to my heart is through my stomach, honey. So, you know, yes, I am forever ingratiated to it. Baby, I love a good meal. You already yeah, know. That was mm -hmm. definitely good. We don't get to meet up too often. So I enjoyed it and the food was good too. Yes. Um, aside from that, I did a little bit of light shopping because I'm trying to reel it on in. The closer I get to these holidays, my um, account is looking at me like I'm crazy. So um, I did a little light shopping and then I came home and um, did some cleaning and listened to your interview with the mister on yesterday while I cleaned. And that was really interesting. And I enjoyed that. But um, it's been you. a pretty cool weekend. Um, if you guys, you? Um, well, I was just going to say, if you guys have not seen um, my interview with Curlin, um, please go and check that out on um, Under Sister George. It was a great interview. I finally got a chance to interview him. I've been wanting to do it for a while. Um, but yeah, finally got a chance to interview him and mm -hmm. that actually went better than expected. Like, you know, I was so nervous about it. Like, oh, I don't know if I should or, right. you know, um, how's it going to uh, play out? But it played it out really, really good. good. Yeah, it was really good. Good stuff. Um, I think that, you know, for those on the outside looking in, they can kind of see like your dynamic with him. Um, you know, it was just kind of like almost like we were invited to a personal conversation that you guys were having. So I enjoyed it. It was really good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, people keep asking, like, well, is a, a couple's channel coming next? Oh, I do anything as a couple. Okay. Um, I'm not going to say we're going to do a couple's channel per se, mm -hmm. but, um, but he'll be making some appearances. He will definitely, 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 um, be making some appearances. So be okay. on the lookout for that. Cause, um, Carlin's got that voice child and you know, okay. The, the, so. the sultry, the sultry manosphere couple. Okay. <laughs> I see. <y> <laughs> okay okay um yeah it was it was really good stuff definitely check it out if you haven't already yes yeah, so i think that would be um really 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 lit so yeah that that would be dope that would be mm -hmm. really dope um, yes so how has your weekend been though like uh aside from that how has your weekend been it has still been hella hella busy um you know dealing <sighs> with feeling. my son and mm -hmm. 
um, you know, all the stuff going on around YouTube has been very interesting. So that has been crazy. Um, you know, we got a chance to see the Manosphere do the Black Manosphere, I think, do um, an official meetup. Meet mm -hmm. And um, that was um, a sight to behold. <laughs> I can't wait to hear from the folks who were there because I need to hear the tea. I want to know how it was, like if they enjoyed it, uh, if they have any recommendations for the next meetup, like all the things. Because, yeah, um, it's good to see black men actually coming together and being able to, you know, break bread with one another and um, actually meet some of the people that they've likely been engaging with in this space for years. So. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, you know, a, little, a couple of little things are coming out around, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I thought was um, interesting. Like mm -hmm. I thought, you know, the um, stuff, because it's like you're supposed to look a certain way if you talk shit. Um, <laughs> you're supposed to look a certain way. You're supposed to be fit. Um, you're supposed to be sexy. You should be that guy. And um, a lot of people are saying, you know, these are the men talking about black women. But look at um, what the mental sphere is representative of. And, you know, I actually want to get off into some of that when our guest arrives. So mm -hmm. I think it's going to be really interesting. I, You know, um, from what I've heard so far. It did seem like a successful event. Um, they okay, met up at the Westin um, in Atlanta mm -hmm. and um, they had the conference room and um, you saw men in suits. Um, I saw, um, I think Obsidian, well, I know Obsidian was there and he did some mm -hmm. speaking. Um, there was a couple, couple people, Minister Jap was there. Um, I actually think it's a good thing. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how it went, and the, you know, just from, you know, uh, uh, the outside looking in, I think for them to like, kind of like, that's the, that is something, a way in which like they can actually build in person. In right. addition, this space is something created by black men. Why not expand beyond that? And you never know what kind of connections can be formed. In addition, like people have online personas. Like it might be, there might be someone that you like, I really don't, I really ain't feeling this guy. And then when you meet them in person, they're completely different and y'all really hit it off. And you never know what connections can be made. So I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I think it's a good thing as well. Um, I just thought it was very, very interesting. Um, you know, and I, I, I think it's a good thing too. Blaze because... the stampede. <laughs> just expecting somebody to get you. know what? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Danny. I mean, I think if certain people had have made it, it pro never mind. But um... <laughs> <laughs> Lord, so um... people coming in there with their bulletproof vests. <laughs> there is footage. Um, and mm -hmm. There's footage all over the space about it. Um, I was expecting the bigger content creators to actually post it on their own channels, but mm -hmm. I found that they didn't. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't see Bernard post anything. He was there. I didn't see Obsidian post anything. He was also there. Maybe um, on their Patreons or something. I don't know. 
well uh to even talk about it and yeah. I, I just was like y'all should now that's the thing there should be a lot of promotion of it in addition if it's going to be a, an event where you're going to have speakers and like they're doing like you know convention style or conference style event where you know you're building and there's a cost to attend you should market it more because more the more you market it the more people will, will know about it and they'll you have uh, more people in attendance that is absolutely positively correct um but even to celebrate and to come together to celebrate the men i thought that would have been something good mm-hmm. so um yeah i just i was just like why um hasn't that event been promoted and you know especially by the bigger content creators <laughs> but you know um people are very funny about those things you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. oh don't tell nobody i was there just in case this shit yeah, goes what's to haywire up with that? that and like it's like people like you have a secret online life and presence like you don't want people to see you see who you truly are and be able to put a name with the face and like it, there are some people in the space that just act like they you know are um for whatever reason like they part of the cia or something well i take that back um i did see that minister jab did post a little something okay. Um, but yeah, you know, I felt like it should have been grand promotion of the event and how everybody was there. Um, I did see some footage of the video and it looked, like I said, it looked like they had a really, really good turnout. So that was, um, you know, I was like, okay, that y'all are making it. That, that sounds, that's a good start, um, for black men to be able to get together, especially being total strangers, especially being within this space yeah it was it was a really good look um hopefully nothing bad happens after the fact um you know history has shown us that a lot of people can't get together per se and it turned out to be Mm. um you know it doesn't end up on bad terms or uh people dissing each other after the fact and talking shit about each other you know you don't well i'm not even going to add that energy into it but you know good job you know if y'all were able to get together and um build camaraderie amongst each other that's always great to see amongst Mm -hmm. black men so um kudos to you fellas great job great job right so yeah i agree absolutely um well there's a couple different things i have something that's just very small and quick that i wanted to get your thoughts on i saw this whole debate all online about little boys christmas gifts and whether or not it's okay to buy them um, a kitchen set and I want to know your thoughts um I don't think okay let me say this let me say this I don't think buying a little boy a Christmas set will turn him gay however it wouldn't be anything that I would do with my own son I would have never bought my own son um a kitchen set as a Christmas gift um mm because I do believe in pronounced gender roles. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't make any apologies about believing in pronounced gender roles. Now, you'll have a lot of people So even if he was interested in cooking? If he was interested in cooking, if he was interested in cooking, I would actually have him in the kitchen and, you know, showing him some things. But it's not like he's going to be like, you know, kitchens are known as girl sets like if he chose to play with it while he was at daycare Mm -hmm. good on you cool whatever but it's not going to be in my house and it's not going to be like the whole 
um, yeah, mom, I want to be a, uh, I want to, you know, like, I, like I said, I actually believe in pronouncing roles. I, it's not to me. It, no, no, not for me. Mm. Um, yeah, it would just be one of those things. Nah, you know, and if he had a sister and she had one, I mean, that that's a different story, but yeah. it wouldn't be a thing that I would actually buy for my son. I want my son to be as masculine as possible. Mm -hmm. And I would want my daughter to be as feminine as possible. And I'm not saying that they couldn't do one thing or uh, be one. And, I'm, you know, like I said, I believe in pronounced gender roles. Um, you know, it gets to be a, a catchy, not a catchy, uh, a touchy thing to mm -hmm. explain. And, you know, people get really, really, really offended by whatever. Mm -hmm. Um GA boy, you said something very interesting. You said little boy is supposed to be outside, not playing with no effing kitchen set. Mm -hmm. You know, um, people made the argument like, well, you know, they be at um, they be at daycare and they're playing with kitchen sets and stuff. And like I said, mm -hmm. um, it would be a difference. But I do want to I would want my son to be as masculine as possible. And I'm not trying to. Um, yeah, like I said, I believe I also believe in gender roles to a certain degree too, and not to say that well, men can't get in the kitchen and cook, but a kitchen set represents um, girlish things, and they've been associated with little girls for what we know. Um, I, you know, I found that I found the discussion at first. I'm like, this is so silly. Why are people talking about this? And I still feel like it's silly, but I'm seeing people using the. Um, the um, fact that a lot of men are against their sons having a kitchen set to uh, a kind of pinpoint um, or attach that, attribute that as a trait that is related to toxic masculinity. They're saying that this is how you create little boys who have, you know, grow up to be men who have toxic masculinity. Or, or traits that would be attributed to toxic masculinity because you don't want them to learn how to cook or you're stifling them. This is why we have grown men who, you know, don't don't know how to take care of a home. And, you know, so I'm seeing women um, kind of spin the argument to fit a narrative that they've long been pushing. Personally, for me, um, I don't know. I probably wouldn't mind if my son now my fiance, he minds. But if my son were if I had a son and he were interested in cooking or something like that, and he's you know always in the kitchen in my pots and pans, I probably wouldn't mind. I would probably try to get him, a, you know, a, a kitchen that looks definitely nothing with pink or anything like that, but like a little fake stainless steel kitchen. I wouldn't mind necessarily, um, but I'm also, I would understand the position that my fiance would have if we had children and he wouldn't be for that. So maybe the compromise is getting him a little toy grill. They have grills for little boys, you know, like, and he, he could pull it out, pull it next yeah. to daddy grill when he, you know, so I don't have a hard stance on it. It's not something that I would be bothered by as it relates to my son, if it was something he was interested in. And I am a traditionalist, so I do believe in gender roles. Um, but I also believe in allowing kids to the freedom to, um, you know, enjoy their childhood and, you know, without impressing upon them my worldview, especially when they're so young that they don't even understand what, you know, genders are. But I do understand that you kind of create 
uh, you, that's when those norms are formed. That's when you're teaching your child without teaching them. You're teaching them by showing them what uh, boys do and men do and what girls and women do. So I understand your, your reasoning. You know what? It's interesting how people talk about um, toxic masculinity. And I'm, I was like, when you said that, that kind of triggered something in me. Mm-hmm. Women in one breath will talk about men being misogynist, men being toxic masculinity with masculinist, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And then you notice that those are the guys that attract the most women. The more masculine a man appears, the more women he attracts. And mm-hmm. they say one thing in one breath, but they they telling you to give your son a kitchen set, but they looking at uh they'll bypass your son with the kitchen set and wouldn't want, wouldn't be studying your son. They wouldn't think about your damn son with him yeah. in the kitchen because they would think of um some shit as feminine yeah. to bypass him for the guy the uh uh that's true the The, man who out you know get doing physical things you know yeah and and like i said it becomes different as you get older a man being you know and and most most chefs are men um Mm -hmm. most professional chefs are men Mm -hmm. um i don't think there's anything wrong with that but uh to start off Mm-hmm. I would want certain roles to be extra, extra, extra defined. And like I said, I don't have an issue with the roles being defined. Um, yeah. The problem is we, when you're trying to introduce certain aspects, it's like you want to make your son more feminine. You want, And to that's him- the thing. And that was what, what my fiance was touching on because he said like, really, like he, he's a better cook than I am. Most men that I know that have a love of cooking cook better than women. Like my yeah. oldest brother, like I, there's no woman that can touch his ability to cook. And he's uber masculine, just like my fiance. But he said, as, as black people, we have to understand that there's already an agenda to effeminize the black male. So we have to work overtime to ensure that our young sons and young kings know what it is to be a strong black man. And as a result, he would not be uh, uh, for, you know, purchasing a um, kitchen set for his son. Yeah. Um, Shout out to sweet Lulu Bean. She says um, it is is it difficult raising a black boy in this modern day and age? Mm. How do you ensure a masculine influence? Um, well, you, I, it is definitely difficult. Now, I will say at this point, at this point right now, um, my son is um, great. Like my son doesn't really give us any issues, you know, outside of like normal kid shit. You know, mm-hmm. they get smart at the mouth. They may not do yeah. their chores on kids. time, stuff like kids that. Being but, kids right um my son doesn't give us a lot of issues but i ensure a masculine influence by keeping him around um masculine men um Mm -hmm. his dad is masculine um curlin is very masculine um he, he has a grandfather um he has uncles and so when he was in the house with me i'm not going to say that he took on all of my traits or anything but you do notice that there's a difference and how men do things versus how women do things with mm-hmm. me and me as me and him, uh, you know, as a single mother, um, you end up damn near like as much as people tell you to parent and you're not your child's friend. Well, when your child's a single, when you're a single mother and it's just you and your child, there are going to be some things crossed um, or things not handled a proper way. Um, all the time when he's on punishment you're on punishment um when 
everything is basically up to the mom. The mother is, uh, you know, women can be very emotional, um, very emotional. Um, women are softer. We tend to be softer with our boys. Um, and I'm no different than that. So, yeah, I would say you will start to miss the mark on certain things because I'm not I don't think women can totally raise a fully, fully masculine man. I, I just, you know, that's my opinion. Um, so I do think boys need masculine influence. Um, shout out to Black Wizard. He says, just because you buy a boy a kitchen set doesn't mean he's going to use it that way. I wonder if these people wanting to buy boys easy bake ovens would have a problem if he uses that little microwave as a pretend bomb. Yikes. Um, I'm not going to say that he would use it that way. It's just the fact that we all know what a um, kitchen set represents for most people. We know what that represents. And generally, um, like, okay, even if my son turned out to be something else, it's not, it's not going to be that he didn't have any masculine influence. I'm not looking to turn him into something that he's not. And it's many times where boys will, it, like if a boy is living in the house with you and he happens to try on your shoes or some shit like that, kids try on parent shoes. They're kids. And it's up to the parents to, hey, no, that's not your shoes. That's not the type of shoes you wear. You can influence make you can influence those types of decisions and um make it clear or you or however you do it, um, what's supposed to be what in your eyes because we raise children how we see the world and how we want to see the world. And so, you know, that becomes like some individual stuff. So, you know, I, I mean, I, it's like when you talk about these things, it, it gets to be very, very touchy because everybody raises their kids different. Um, everybody has, you know, their own style of doing things. And that would be yeah. our style. Like I wouldn't want my son walking around in my high heel shoes mm -hmm. because I don't want my I want my son to be. um what he's supposed to um, that child let me get out of there because yeah because yeah. it is a touchy subject and really the reason that it's touchy to me more than anything is that um everybody's so liberal and you you know you can't say anything that will possibly offend someone and right. like I, I don't like that because i feel like like i want to be able to have natural organic conversations now i know in this space that you know we're on a you know white own platform and you know we kind of have to be mindful of that so i understand that but i hate that i hate the direction that society is going in that you can't be honest because it's shaming or you know you might you know offend and no matter how tactful you are it's just certain things that you're not permitted to say which prevents us from having just you know those um honest and raw real conversations but um i do think that as um you know, because I, I was questioning, like, okay, well, for some reason, what people don't get as bothered by little girls, like if they're playing with trucks or, you know, guns and things of that nature, um, as they do with, you know, little boys playing with toys that would traditionally be seen as girl toys. Um, but I, I understand why, because there is an agenda on black, there is an agenda relating Absolutely. to black men and, Absolutely. you know. Um, black women aren't 
being black girls aren't impacted by that. So I, I get it. I understand why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, CJ, we did send you, I know I sent you the wrong um, link initially, but I did send you the proper link so you can join us whenever you're ready. Um, go ahead, Danny. Um, yeah, that was pretty much, um, you, it's funny that you brought that up. Uh, oh, did you see that Common and Tiffany Haddish broke up? Quote unquote. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I laughed um, and laughed. I saw it. I never really put too much stock into their quote unquote relationship. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that they said that they mm -hmm. broke up and he broke up with her right before her birthday. Mm -hmm. And then he sent her a very, very thoughtful message and was like, oh my gosh, you know, happy birthday, beautiful, best wishes, da 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 Yeah, I saw that. Like, uh... <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh no, CJ was on the wrong link the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I see the CJ. right link uh, pretty much right after that. Uh, I think that was the link to like your show last night or something, or uh, your premiere. Oh, but goodness, yeah, no, I'm sorry. No, 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 it's all good um yeah de definitely join us cj but um i yeah i never really bought into it i don't know they seemed like an unlikely couple to me unlikely um unreal well i'm not even gonna say unrealistic but you know it was interesting because i'm not gonna say that he was it, he wouldn't be attracted to her type it just seemed like he never liked her or they never seemed like they had ever did the nasty um when i looked at the body language i was like that body language is all the you're way right off. They lacked chemistry they lacked chemistry it was uh, and it was so apparent yeah um well our special guest is here good welcome, morning welcome. cj um let me read the super chat first and i'm gonna let you get right on in shout out to black wizard he says i say that to say they complain about impressing a harmful worldview on a kid but say little timmy uses that toy kitchen knife as a sword from his favorite hero would they let the boy play or impress on him their views you know, the interesting thing about that, thank you, Black Wizard. The interesting thing about that is I feel like as Black people that we are more cognizant of everything, every single thing in life, um, and even down to the toys our children play with. Like, I remember growing up, like, this was crazy, but growing up, like, my mom, my aunts, like, they wouldn't buy my brothers and cousins guns. Like, they couldn't play with toy guns. Mm -hmm. Not because they didn't want them to be violent, but like, look at what happened with Tamir Rice. Granted, that was a BB gun, but, you know, they know that, you know, there is a, um, there, there's already kind of, they're, they feel like they're setting their child up to, for something harmful to happen to them, like at the hands of the police by like even buying their kids toy guns. And then as it relates to the whole discussion on um, little boys and their ability to play with kitchen sets, like, I don't think that black, I don't think that white people have, I don't think that they have these discussions. I'm sure that there are some white men that don't want their children playing with kitchen sets, but I think that most in most white homes, the white people today generally are more liberal. They're like, oh, if he wants to wear, you know, a skirt to school today, who cares? Like they're more, they have more of the like free range raising, which I'm seeing a lot more black people leaning towards nowadays. They're more into, you know, the free range parenting style, letting the child decide 
what they want and what's best for them. Um, whereas more black people, they may, you know, black folks ain't with that. Okay, well, we got CJ MBM up in here. CJ, give us an introduction. Yes. And uh, tell us a little bit of what's going on. Uh, yeah, good afternoon, everybody. I appreciate you for having me. Um, basically, mid-30s from the DMV area. Uh, really quickly, actually, I came, became familiar with the space like a long time ago, like through like O'Shea's beef with Cynthia G., and I kind of like got into the creator space probably like a year ago due to like like relationship issues. I kind of got like, you know, I have my little red pill rage moment. But mm -hmm. as things have worked out, I'm like starting to see things, you know, a little more, the picture a little bit more full. So that's where we are today. Okay. Well, yeah, thank you. Thank you for your the uh, introduction. Um, and thank you also because we're learning about you just through the introduction when you talk about the fact that you have, you know, yourself gone through like a red pill rage stage, which I think makes it all the more makes your um, makes it all the more relatable uh, as it relates to you being in the space and you being able to um, talk from a position of you know, you being there, um, being there as in you having endured like a red pill rage stage. So that's going to be interesting. Can you um, tell us a little bit about what made you have your red pill rage? Like, how did that go? Well, basically, um, my relationship, I've been with the same woman for about like 10 years now, met in college. And, um, Throughout the years, we had a lot of, you know, we had a lot of different issues. A lot of it was, like, just on me. A lot of it wasn't, but, you know. And so throughout the issues and the ups and downs, that's what led to me being angry and like, yeah, that's, you know, because it's like what happens, I think what happens with a lot of guys is right when you're having, like, issues, all of a sudden you hear these modern women are, they're out of control. You go, yeah, that's right. They're out of control. And it, and it kind of leads you like down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, In what CJ? ways do you feel? Oh, okay. Sorry, Concrete. No, no. I was just going to ask one really quick question. Um, I know, well, I found your content to be very interesting, and I think that you have interesting perspectives, which we'll get off into later on in the conversation. But just very quickly, I want to know, um, your significant other, is she a Black woman, or do you have experience dating Black women? Oh, yeah, I've only dated Black women. Okay, great. Yeah, because, like, you know, I grew up in a Black, well, mostly Black suburb, but my elementary school, middle school, high school, and college were all, like, 80, 90% black, so yeah. I don't have anything against non-black women, but I wouldn't like seriously date any any anything else just because I don't I don't want to deal with the complications. Okay. Um, well, you mentioned that um you were seeing things that was talking about modern women being out of control. Um, will you give us um your example of what an out of control woman would be? Well, yeah, I, I, I actually see it, you know, more often than I like to, but I mean, it is what it is. I just see like a lot of women today are just combative for no real reason. Just like, 
gotta say something, gotta respond, gotta have the last word, gotta tell you about yourself. It's like that's like one of the main things I'm seeing. Like the way women talk to men these days is kind of like like women talk to men like they whip their ass. Basically, is what's going on right now. So that's like the main thing. It's just that, and then like I'm also seeing like reproduction is not a big deal anymore. It's just like, well, if I have a baby, I have a baby. You know, if I'm, you know, maybe we stay together, maybe we don't. You know, I'll go get somebody else or, you know, whatever. It's like most of the time I see somebody on social media posting like a baby shower. It's never any like rings involved. And then if you bring up marriage, it's like, well, well, no, we're not ready for all that. You know, and like full disclosure, Mm -hmm. when I, I wasn't, I'm not married when I had my kids. We're working towards that, but it's like some people, like when they have the kids, they realize, like, oh, I'm out of order. I need to get in order. But more so now, it's just like, nope, you know, whatever I want, whichever way I want to do it, you know, it is what it is. Um, Okay, I know that you talked, thank you, CJ, for the, answering that question, but I know that you talked about, you know, the fact that you went through a red pill rage stage, um, but if I'm not mistaken, I think that you're now back partnered with the pr- woman that you initially went through the red pill rage stage over, is that correct, before I ask my question? Yes, definitely, you know, we gonna. I know a lot of guys going to be mad when they hear this, but, you know, we're going to be getting married at some point, so, you know. So do you consider yourself to be red pill or blue pill? Like, how would you classify yourself, um, you know, as it relates to the pills of being that you've been in this space so long? I'm assuming that you un- have some some knowledge of what each um, pill stands for or means. Yeah, it's it's tricky, you know, because like some people would say I'm purple pill and other people say, oh, you're trying to get married or you blue pill, you know. I I think like I'm fully aware of you know, the marriage laws and modern women, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I'm aware of the reality. I just Are have a different... St- oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I just have a different perspective on what reality means. Like, some guys say, well, since women are acting this way, that means that you have to do this. I say, no, women act a certain way, but at the same time, you being a man, you can, you know, supersede a lot of different things. A lot of guys don't agree with that, though. So. So would you. OK, this woman was acting a fool with you, quote unquote, and it may have been you. And you still said, hey, um, we have kids. Let's go ahead and get married. Oh, no. Well. We had we had a lot of issues um due to me and to her, but after a while we we how do I put it? We um basically broke down a lot of barriers to communication and really figured out how to understand and deal with each other at a certain point. Because what happens is because we realized the importance of family even though we had a whole lot of issues, we found a way just not to break up. And then eventually we said, well, we don't want to just stay together to stay together. So we figured out how to, you know, overcome a lot of hurdles. And really the main issue was like communication for the most part. Well, communication, maturity, and a vision for the future, honestly. 
you talked about how you might be classified by men, but I wanted to know, do you believe that a, a person who is red pill can also believe in marriage or, or subscribe to, you know, married life um, too? I do because I understand the reality of the marriage laws. I also believe that, well, and I, some guys will say I'm naive, but I believe that, and this is what a lot of guys in this space, they, I just, no matter how many times I say it, they just won't hear it. But mm. there, believe it or not, guys, there are women out there who would prefer to be with you versus be by herself. Like, a lot of guys don't understand that. So, yes, the marriage laws are set up to where she can leave and take this and that. But there are women out there who would rather be with you than be by themselves and have half of your stuff. It, it's, I really don't want to hear it, but it's true. And the reason that I, I asked that question is because, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong in the chat, but if I'm not mistaken, I know Angry Man as a founder of this space um, is Red Pill and he is engaged. I've heard him say multiple times that he's engaged if he's not already married. So with that in mind, I would assume that one can be Red Pill and still marry too, um, you know, as long as he is um, you know, leading his home and, and his wife is, you know, submitting or yielding to him and respects his leadership. So I'm assuming that 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 can happen. And that was the reason that I just kind of wanted to get a little bit more clarity on your response to how you're viewed by other people versus how you view yourself. And if you personally think that you can be red pill and enter into a marriage. Yeah, it's funny because if you really look at it, a lot of the uh, biggest names in the space are either married or in serious relationships. It's just like, and I hate uh -huh. to say it, but it's, a lot of times it's like the smaller guys or the guys in the chat room, like, don't get married. Like, the guy you're listening to has a living girlfriend. Like, what are you talking about? Right. Very, very interesting. Um, I think that's very interesting. Um, Carlin and I had a really interesting discussion about all of that yesterday. So I, I, I um, agree with a lot of what you said. Um, shout out uh, to Man of Tomorrow. Um, he says, Bravo, Alpha, November Pill. Um, thank you so much for the super <laughs> chat. Y'all hell. <laughs> thank you. Hell. Um, so let's get off into some of these questions that I have. Um, you know, the topic uh, for today is do black do all black women have to pay for your poor mating choices? And my first question is um, men are saying that they don't really have a whole lot of options. I've heard a lot of men say that the pool of women is corrupted. Like they say in the pool got pee in it. And they, <laughs> a lot of men are saying that they would rather not be in the feces, pee feces. Oh, man. Would you jump into a pool if a pool, if you knew somebody peed in the pool, would you jump into it? <laughs> That's what, you know, I hear a lot of men say. Man, I don't, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I mean, are there a lot of, you know, out of control women out here? Most certainly, but there's also a decent amount of good women out here. I, 
honestly, what I think it is is I think a lot of guys they like a certain type of woman, and those women are out of control. A lot of guys like out of control women. They want to mm. get a they want to get an out of control woman, and then you know, tamer. You know, mm. I said this. I said this the other day, like, guys try to turn hoes into housewives, and they don't even like housewives. Oh, that's a good point. Listen, I, I think that's, that's a very good point. That's a very, very interesting point. Um, so, in that aspect, when guys actually like hoes, they actually like unruly women, um, and then complain about the same unruly women... You know, how does that play out? What happens is, because we got to be real, like there's millions of black men. Yes, there are black men who like, you know, conservative, sweet, caring, nurturing, for lack of better terms, boring women, right? But we're not going to act like all black men like that. There are black men out there who they like the fun, out there, free spirit, you know, Maybe got a, a decent amount of partners. Some guys like women like that. But what happens is, what's going on is, guys are worried about how they would look to other guys. Mm. Like you saw this with like Rick Ross and Lyra Galore. He he proposed to her. He was going to marry her. He liked her. Yep. He loved her. But yes. it, he was going to look a certain way for wife and her, so he called it off. But that's who he wanted to marry. But the thing is, we see that all the time. Like Rick Ross and Lyra Galore, Keisha K. Orr was getting around when she was, you know, between her and Gucci Mane, um, you know, after she broke up with him. Um, even if you look at like Britney Renner and a PJ situation, which is like, why are, you know, if you knowingly date Britney Renner, are all black women, um, should all black women have to pay for that? Or do all black women owe some sort of debt because you chose? somebody who was a poor character and she dogged you out and it's funny i actually did a video on that because in my opinion pj was just tripping because what happened what happened this is what a lot of guys do you meet a girl and she's a free spirit and you like it and she's exciting and she's freaky and oh man all the guys want her and all the guys are on her and she's so much fun and spontaneous and you like her and the next thing you know you fall in love with her and then after that, you're like, well, I know I fell in love with you being this way, but now I want you to be this complete other way because of how it's going to look. I know I like you the way you are, but because of how it's going to look, I want you to be different. That's what a lot of guys do. That's what PJ did. It's like I met you with all these pictures and you're naked mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff, but people kind of looking at me funny so now i want you to take the pictures down even though that's why i like you you know although i feel like you know she manipulated him and mm. I, I will always feel like that but no i, I do still <laughs> think despite the fact that she manipulated him i think that he willingly entered into this relationship and literally i foresee a lifetime of problems with this woman like this is a man who entered into a relationship with someone who was you know a known thought you know had a book published and everything and like to this day just yesterday they beefing on 
on on on the internet, you know, about right. him not being able to see his son, her threatening to post screenshots. I think that he signed up for a lifetime of this type of nonsense. Well, I do want to interject this um, because you know we've been hearing um, the campaign that women know what's going on and they don't care. Um, I would also say that men know what's going on and they don't care. And I, I find it interesting because it's like other men want other men to care about what they have going on in their personal lives. But um, the men in those situations don't c tend to care what anybody thinks, which makes them not be a victim, in my opinion. Um, what are your thoughts on that? P um, I was about to call you PJ. I'm so sorry. Oh, PJ. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I saw somebody put PJ's name. Sorry. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? But yeah, I mean, I, it's definitely a lot of that going on. Like, even with the whole they don't care. I'm like, who who is they? Like Women. They're saying women don't care what um is going on as long as their as long as their uh needs are met right then and there women don't really give a damn about what's going on women don't really look to the future and have a whole lot of foresight um not the same way that men do now i'm not saying that's all women but um a lot of women that men are calling hoes don't give a fuck about being hoes they do it whatever it is that they do and you know they they enjoy a lot of guys, yeah a lot of guys need to be real they stop stop saying they and Say the name of that one woman that you're really talking about. Brittany, Jasmine, Ashley. Right, like, mm -hmm. you're mad at that girl. You're talking about they. You, you, because what happens is you dealt with that one woman. You was in love. It didn't work out. And you've, a lot of you guys have kind of like sworn off women since then. So, how are you experts on women when you, you don't deal with women anymore? This doesn't well, make sense. Know, let me say this uh, real quick, just real mm -hmm. quick. Um, I wouldn't go as far as to say that, okay, one man dealt with one woman and um, some bullshit happened. It's a multitude of men that have the same story about women in general. And when they have the same story about women in general, I'm not going to say that all those men are like losers or they don't know how to deal with women, this, that, and the third, mm -hmm. um, which is why you have a certain aspect of red pill, which is, it ex exposes um, the true nature of women. Um, what's your response? But if to that's you? the case, though, Danny, just really quickly, like there are women who have tons of the same story. Like you still dated, you know, and, and I've seen women who were horrible women in relationships with one man and then got with another man and they were good mates for whatever reason whether it's their own personal growth and development whether it was just that these two were causing each other some sort of pain and strife but in that case we could make the same argument that women that there are tons of women all over the world who have the same story about being cheated on and their man saying out late or whatever um narrative you know someone wants to push but i do think you bring about a good point that uh as it relates to cj's comment that this is a story that millions of men have when they're talking about their um relationship woes with women I'm i would sorry, say CJ. oh Go ahead, i mean CJ. i would say that um here's the thing Everybody, male and well, not everybody, but most people, male and female, are going to have 
bad experiences with the opposite sex. I've had bad experiences. I've been used and played. I've been, man, I don't, <laughs> I don't have experiences where I just look like a damn fool for a woman. But the thing is, at some point, you have to recognize that, hey, we all going to take an L. And you have to realize that, look, not everybody is going to be as into you as you're into them. Like, one thing I would say to a lot of guys is this. It's like, look, just like a woman or women have done you wrong, there have been girls or women that you've come across to where she wanted to be your girl. She wanted to be your lady. and You wasn't looking for that from her. You just wanted to, you know what I'm saying, get it in and keep it moving. So what would she have to say about men based off of her experience with you? She'd be saying, oh, these niggas ain't this and that, when really it's just no, she liked you, you didn't like her back, and so she should just move on. It's the same thing with a lot of guys. It's like a lot of times that particular woman that you're going after, she just wasn't into you as much as you was into her. And that happens to pretty much everybody at least once. Well, would you say that it's most men who have had those that experience that you just illustrated? I would say, in my personal opinion, most negative experiences that men have with women are for two reasons. Either, usually what happens is it's like, because of how good the woman looks, he doesn't care about how her character or how she treats him or how intimate she is. And ultimately that's going to lead to your demise or the woman was into you, but you know, you just kind of, you kind of messed it up somehow. That's usually what happens. Either you're into her more than she's into you or y'all got a good thing going on and you kind of fucked it up. One of the two things usually is what happens. Um, uh, thank you, CJ, for answering that question. But um, I, I guess my whole issue is uh, with men who have experienced, had negative experiences with someone that they dated. Um, like you said, most men and women have had some negative experiences in dating. Um, and generally, as Black people, we date each other. So it's highly likely that you're... Um, negative dating experiences were with someone of the same hue or someone else that was also melanated. So um, with that being said, like, like I said, even myself, I've had negative dating experiences. I've had dating experiences that, you know, left me, uh, you know, um, in uh, emotional, like, I won't say emotionally scarred, but left me definitely emotional in need of healing and um but i never once attributed those negative experiences to all black men i didn't take on the attitude that all black men cheat because this person cheated on me or you know all black men are likely to break my heart because this person broke my heart um so my my issue is that um when a, when men have had these negative experiences, they're expecting all black men to pay for them. Like they want to put every all black women to pay for them. They want to put every black woman that they come across through the ringer. They want her to have to prove themselves. They they have this very skeptical uh, mindset that, you know, yeah, right. You know, everything a, a woman's saying, she must be lying, she gaming, she's out to get you. And to me, when a person does that, it's because they don't trust themselves to make 
uh, good good decisions. They don't trust their own ability to vet. So as a result, they're scared that anybody could hurt them. So everybody is, um, you know, they're side eyeing them. Everybody is, they're 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 um, you're giving them the tenth degree. They they don't trust you. They're questioning everything you say. They have just this strong mistrust for anyone that is any black woman because a black woman hurt them or, you know, held hands with their best friend in first grade when she was supposed to be their girlfriend. Um, but I want to know like what thoughts you have on that. Cause in listening to a lot of your streams, um, I've heard you elaborate on things that are, are um, somewhat related to just the commentary that I just gave. Give me just a second. I want to read these super chats so we don't lose them. Um, shout out to Eugene Steele. He says, the truth is these genetically modified females are making it hard for the real women to get picked by men. I know there are good black women out there. Um, thank you so much, Eugene. That is absolutely true. I think that's absolutely true. Um, I don't think good black women do enough to separate themselves half the time, but um, that's another story. We'll talk about that too. Um, shout out to Definitely Dane want to chime in C. on that because that's a good one, Danny. Yeah. Um, shout out to Dane C. He says men tend to getting getting it, get it with get it in getting in with white men aren't the their type. Um, that's to get it in with white men aren't their type. Uh, yeah. Can you clarify that? Because I'm not sure what you were trying to articulate there, Dane. But um. I, I think that that's an interesting point that we could definitely talk about uh, next, Danny, regarding um, whether or not women, Black women, women do enough, to, do separate enough to separate themselves. That's a good one. But um, CJ, really quick before you answer, I see people in the chat saying that a man who is, uh, you know, a skeptic and, and, and leery and putting you through the ringer is vetting. That is not damn vetting. That's a sign of you having unhealed trauma that you need to heal before you get into dating. Like no woman worth her salt is going to go through you putting her through the ringer because you have trust issues because of your poor dating choices in the past. That means you're unhealed. You need to focus on healing before you start dating. I'm not saying not to vet. Yes, vet. But vetting does not require you putting somebody else through the ringer, um, having a, a strong mistrust, not believing her when she says, you know, she's going to the store, thinking she's always gaming and up and out to get you and trying to get in your pockets. That's not vetting. That's a sign of da a, a damaged person. Go ahead, CJ. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I think um, a problem that we have with black men right now is a lot of us we don't know, we can't tell when a woman likes us. Like outside of a woman, like giving us sex, a lot of us, we don't know like, oh, she's feeling on me. She, she, she got a crush on me, she like me. Like, a lot, it's hard for a lot of us to tell that right now for a lot of different reasons. A lot of it is like, you know, fatherlessness is a part of the problem. So you don't really get that, that game from pops or your, or your uncles and them and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of guys, Unless you, unless a woman, there's guys out here like, unless a woman walked straight up to him and said, "Hey, I like you," he'd be sitting there wondering, like, I'm, "I mean, I wonder if she liked me." I mean, yeah, she be she called me and she texts me and she she brings me lunch and stuff, but she could just be being nice. I don't know if she liked me or not. So that's part of the issue. If guys were able to better tell if a woman was interested or not, then a lot of the fear and the issues would be would subside some. 
That's a good good point. Uh, maybe it is that they can't tell whether or not a woman is feeling them. Um, but to me, it's almost reminiscent of um, like the schoolyard. You know what I mean? Like you're being mean to someone that you like, like, and it's like, I have to prove to you that I like you back and or I'm worth it before you're willing to actually step out and take that risk. And I see Kit Clouds in the comment with his toxic masculinity talking about don't listen to me, <laughs> put him through the ringer. Like, listen, y'all are crazy. That sounds like just y'all talk about bitter women, women who are bitter because they've had their hearts broken or they're unhealed. Like, that's what that sounds like. The bitter brotherhood. You want to be a member of the, the BBB? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's that kind of black brotherhood. That's my Danny. <laughs> Go ahead. It's like it's like a it's a small thing you can do. Like you meet a woman, you got her number, y'all talking or whatever. You want to know if she's interested in you or not? Stop texting her or stop stop calling her. If she don't call you within a day or two, then hey, she's not interested. Mm -hmm. Save you a whole lot of time and trouble. You ain't mm -hmm. got to go through the, all these hoops and all that kind of stuff. You get her number on Tuesday. Y'all talking Thursday, Friday, you know, then that next Tuesday, don't call her. See if she call you. See if she say good morning or hey, or I'd like to see you. If she don't do that, then she's not interested. You can just move on. That's interesting because women will also have those same um, aspects of game and women play those type of games. Like as a woman who grew up with, um, grew up in a certain um, environment, um, my mother would tell me that a man, when he invests in you, that's how he knows you, he likes you. That's how you know he likes you. If he's really willing to invest in you, uh -huh. um, if he's taking you out on dates, um, he's buying you gifts, that's how you know he likes you. Um, because she was like, you know, men will talk a good game just to uh, have sex with you. But um, when a man starts to do things for you, going out of his way for you, um, that's how you know he likes you. Because she said, like, you know, men will talk a good game, but, um, you know, a lot of men talk a good game to get in your draws. And <laughs> as far as calling and texting, you know, you have men to, like, help pursue you like crazy, only to waste your time. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Yeah, that's, what that's what I'm saying, like, on, on the flip side. Like, if a woman hits your phone up, then she thought about you. Because women get approached all the time. They always get DMs. There's always some guy trying to talk to them. So if she calls you, then she was thinking about you. If she don't ever call you, and the only time y'all talk is when you're hitting her up, basically, y'all talk when she's bored. So you should be able to pick that up. And that way you mm. wouldn't waste so much time. Well, let me get these super chats out the way. Um, shout out to Dane C. He says, with women, aren't their type? Oh, he was saying with women, not white men. We said, oh, we okay. thought he was, when okay. he said WM. Why do you say women? Women. Shout out to Men of Tomorrow. Um, he said, Dane C. Translation Black women get with white men. Black women get with white men that aren't their type, but would never settle for the same in black men. Ooh, that was a good one. Um, shout out to Better Future. He says, we are at the point where every black man and woman has to pay for their mm -hmm. collective mistakes. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm. He said, the problem is men aren't seeking themselves rather than seeking somebody else to build them into complete. Ooh, mm. ooh. Okay. 
Hey, Better Future, come on then. I, Better Future didn't come mm-hmm. to play today. Um, Better Future had a word, honey. Yep. Um, shout out to Dane C again. He says, like a fit man getting with an obese woman for sex. Um, and that's that's the thing that a lot of men are running into. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm sorry. I wanted you to respond to whatever CJ. Oh. oh. It was the, yeah, it was about the, um, oh, you, I thought she was going to, um, concrete. Oh. No, I think she was talking to you. I wanted to chime in on the topic about, um, if good women do enough to separate themselves, which is relative, you know, which relates closely to what we're talking about. So I think that that's a good question to, um, discuss. Yeah. And to that, I I gotta be honest. I'm I'm with the fellows on this one. I would say no. Like, one of the main things that, like, one of the biggest problems that I'm seeing is, like, there'll be something that's negative with women that women know is negative, but when men call it out, women who don't even partic- participate in that kind of stuff will jump up to the defense. And it's just like, why are you, I don't know, it's, it seems like there's a camaraderie with women that, like, even though I know she's wrong and I know this is wrong and I don't do that kind of stuff myself, I'm going to stand in the gap. And that's 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 problematic. Um, do you think the same thing happens on both sides? Honestly, no. Like if like if a guy's out here having a bunch of kids or doing this or doing that, we'll say, hey, man, we will fuck with him. He on his own, you know. We'll and in our personal lives, we'll like stop talking to him, stop hanging out with him. If it's wrong, what about as it relates to sexual assault? Oh yeah, definitely. That's that's a that's definitely nah. <laughs> that's the one. That's the that's the quickest way to get excommunicated, in my opinion. Once we hear you doing kind of stuff like that, oh no, like we those guys get painted off as like that's a weirdo. Like keep that dude away from you. Like don't talk to him. Don't associate with him. Like no, nah, he's done. I I wanted to ask you, CJ, uh, regarding whether or not women, good women, do enough to separate themselves, which, um, in my opinion, I want to, uh, well, the question I want to ask you is, one, do, I want to answer it first, but do you think that good women do enough to separate themselves? And two, um, if not, what could what good women be doing to separate themselves? Personally, um, I think, and, and on one hand, I'm like, why should good women have to go the extra mile to highlight the fact that they're good women. But on the other hand, I do see good women who, in terms of um, like effery that they see in other women who would not be deemed quote unquote good women or, you know, marriage minded women or relationship minded women um, that they don't call out their effery, like that they see it and they almost uphold their effery in a sense to uh, because they care about like the sisterhood camaraderie and having that, you know, that sisterhood bond and you're um, completely ostracized if you speak out against what the sisterhood is doing. So in that sense, I don't see them separating themselves. But then on one hand, I'm like, not not in that sense, because I do think that that's something that women should good. If you're a good woman, you should be calling out effery. But in, in a sense of like highlighting the fact that they're a good woman, like going above and beyond to make sure that it's always on display and everybody that they encounter realize and recognize that they're a good woman. I don't think that they should have to do anything to highlight that in that sense. But that's just my opinion. 
Um, Danny, did you want to chime in on it before CJ goes or you want to let him go first? Um, I'll let him go first. I'm sorry. Did y'all hear me? I'm sorry. <laughs> Thought I was uh, it sounded like he was typing or something. Okay. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, CJ. But no, I, 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 I think they definitely should separate themselves for, for a couple of reasons. The, one, the main reason being is just coming from a man's perspective, if, like, say, for example, it's a group of ratchet, out-of-control chicks. If you hanging with them, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that that's the type of stuff that you want, too. So even though you might just be like, these are my homegirls. We grew up together. I went to school, and I don't do that kind of stuff no more, but they, these still mm -hmm. my girls. But from a distance, it's like, oh, no, that, that's what those type of girls do. And then on top of that, if you're hanging with a certain crowd and you're not separating yourself, mm -hmm. you're going to – you're going to attract certain guys looking for a certain thing because mm. certain type of women attract certain type of men with certain type of intentions. So like the loud, boisterous, ghetto. Now, I do think, though, yeah. I think oh. women, like, as a, as a grown woman, a fully grown woman, I ain't hanging with no ratchets. Like, and I think that women, married women, women, you know, who are engaged, you have a man that is leading, like, he wouldn't even, most strong men would not be support you hanging with ratchets. But um, when I, so I don't hang with ratchets, but I do see conversations where women are upholding effery and it depends on my mood, whether or not, like I, I know that once I engage in these conversations and call them out on their effery, like it's going to be an all day back and forth with these chicks because it's so, it's like you fight an army and you know, all of them are upholding the same type of like craziness, foolishness. Like for example, it may be someone who's talking about like, I, I'm in so many, Many different black women groups but they talk about things like um like i saw a comment today about a woman like sleeping with married men a married man and she was kind of telling the narrative about her dealings with this married man and i'm looking like that's you trifling and low count but everybody was like girl yes i wouldn't carry you know so but i know that when i engage that it's literally going to be an all day back and forth so i kind of have to protect my energy at certain times i'm like ain't no sense in me even engaging because all of these birds are lost but you know, you know other times i engage go ahead then um, I was going to say that I think that women, like good women, quote unquote, um, kind of co-sign a lot of the sisterhood um, because they, quote unquote, went through some of the same things that the sisterhood went through. Um, how people choose to handle it is um, key. Um, so if you've been played by a guy and you see a woman um, playing a certain type of guy or you see a woman playing a guy, um, a lot of the attitudes, and it comes from a, 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 an unhealed place, is that, well, you know, they're doing such and such. These men are doing such and such. So, you know, it is what it is. And so um, I'm not going to be mad. But then at the same token, when a man chooses to deal with a certain type of woman and he continues to deal with a certain type of woman, I do believe he is fully responsible for what he chooses to engage. I also put that off on a woman. If you're dealing with a certain type of man and you, you're you making a, a choice to deal with that certain type of man, that is fully your responsibility. Um, nobody is here to manage your vagina or his penis. So, you know, sure. I feel like everybody has to be accountable for those choices. Um, so it's like, if I see something and there's certain behaviors I'll see, and then I look at the type of men that they're entertaining and I say, okay, um, if a man is worth his salt, 
he ain't going to be dealing with a certain type anyway. If a woman is worth her salt, she's not going to be dealing with a certain type anyway, especially after she finds out what it is. Um, you get cheated on, of course, that shit hurts. Um, I'm not going to, well, um, it hurts. But if you continue to stay in a situation and you continue to deal with that, you know, what can anybody say about that? Good point. Um, shout out to Better Future. He says, our relationship issues will never be solved until the collective come to the realization that they have a greater responsibility to their community and every decision they make affect us um better future that. that is a interesting point that you made um but i think people are trying to that. i think people are actually trying to get away from a community minded um very true they're trying to get away from from it being community minded versus individual basis um being that we're going to more so of an individual basis you know, it's every man for himself, every man, every woman save yourself. And, you know, that's what the that's what the community is looking like. Um, nobody cares, um, at least from what I'm seeing. Um, shout out to verified Abuela Defender. He says, speak the truth, Abuela. I'm speaking it. Go ahead. Um, shout out to verified Abuela Defender again. Defender again. He says, stay woke concrete, concrete all the way up, baby. Tell him you all the way up concrete. <laughs> um oh, CJ I have a, I do have another question for you seeing as though the men are supposed to be responsible for the quote unquote community do you think it's the man's job to improve a woman to make the woman better well here's the thing first of all like you just said a second ago a lot of guys are not are not buying into the community thing anymore anyway, so that's one thing. But then the second point is, I don't think men need to make women better. Men just need to, how do I put it? Men walk just away? need to, no, you don't need to walk away. In my opinion, if men are doing what they're supposed to be doing, Eventually, women will just fall in line. So, but it's, it's complicated, right? Because that means when I say doing the right thing, I mean handling business. I mean you can't, you can't. That means you can't have sex with the ratchets. You can't have kids with the ratchets. You can't be liking the pictures. I mean, like women that are not on board have to be completely ignored. That's the only way they're going to get it if you don't pay them any mind. So it's going. It's going to take a lot of willpower and discipline. So you're saying, so you are essentially saying walk away to a certain degree, right? Well, walk away from out of order women. Yeah, that's walking away. Not from all black. Well, I, okay, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I guess from so. out of order. But if you're saying that the majority, if you're saying that the majority of women have, um, or I don't know, I don't know if you're saying that the majority of women are un, un, unruly, do you think that the majority of women are unruly in the black community? Uh, I'd say I'd say it's about 50-50. Okay. I'm going to read these super chats real quick. Um, shout out to the RX0. 
He says, greetings, ladies and gentlemen on the and gentlemen on the panel. One thing that bothers me is women saying we're not all like that, but are never willing to demonstrate it. Yet we see more women beginning to defend us. Why? But why now? Um, the RX zero, I would say that um, when you're going against the sisterhood, you have to realize that the sisterhood is a group of strong, strong bitches. These are some of the strongest bitches on the face of the planet. I've never seen anything like it. She um, ma'am. <laughs> when you go against the sisterhood and it's not a thing that's ever been done before, it's a hard thing to do, especially if you're doing it by yourself and you mm -hmm. don't feel like you have the backing or um, you don't necessarily know if men will come to your defense or if men will turn on you because we've seen situations where women have gone out of their way to defend black men and we've seen those same men turn on her. So it gets to be very, very, very freaking tricky. But um, the community, quote unquote, of women defend trying to defend men or being in men's corner, it's increasing. So I think yeah. women feel like they have more... Um, more public support a, when there's yeah, a yeah more exactly. public support you don't mind speaking out publicly well and you know like you know you're not necessarily so concerned about being lynched by the sisterhood because there's public support for you know things that you might believe in too but i think that yeah you're right danny women are less apt to speak publicly and speak out loud when you know like it's a bunch of strong he she's that you got <laughs> <laughs> yeah you you really have to go against some shit so yes. um shout out to american negro he says i haven't seen a black community since the 90s everything else is just the aftermath of what integration provided us mm. um good oof. point oh yeah good point american negro. shout out to jordan smith he says when women are young they say they want they say we want the bad because good guys are lame and weak but these same women yell protect black women teach us teach us uh, stuff and protect mm -hmm. us men with felonies have more kids than men who don't i um i actually got the gist of what you were saying mm -hmm. um when we when you talk about those bad boys and there's what, a reason that, for that, that. Yeah, I, I think that if you have somebody that is on their books, on their shit, um, that man may not have the same amount of time to pursue women. They aren't as charismatic. Um, we know women are attracted to um, looks and charisma and money by far and or um, certain types of masculinity. We already know. Mm -hmm. And so when a guy is a bad boy, I've seen I've seen a post recently where women were saying and it was a lot of women who agree with it that I like a man that will kill the whole room like he he looks like he'll kill the whole room when he walks in but he's like dedicated to me and i was like <laughs> women are really 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 attracted to that type of energy and it was so many right. women that agreed with that like they want a guy that will that will tear this shit up if you get out of line with her that's true um a but... woman has an inherent nate an inherent innate nature to um feel protected now you know I, and and i understand that like i am the same way but the thing is 
protect like security doesn't have to be loud it doesn't have to be somebody sagging his pants you know with a glock on his hip like you know like those silent people those silent men who coming in scanning the room without everybody knowing making sure he's sitting facing towards the door so that you know because your protection is his first concern those are the type of men you want and black women i don't know if they haven't seen it demonstrated enough or they can't recognize it because it's a more quiet strength but they have no idea that that is what true power is they're completely confused they think it's the loud brash fool with the loudest color talking the loudest making threats and it's not you know what concrete i actually think they want to be the uh the person uh facing the door um <laughs> <laughs> listen you know they what? you know um when april mason, a letter too april mason said it's uh, men women are turning into the men that they want they want to be that nigga and you know yeah. forget about being that bitch quote unquote they actually want to be that guy they want to be that man they want to have the same type of respect that men get and um yeah it's it's interesting it's an interesting thing i'm gonna read this last uh super chat and i'm gonna let uh cj back in shout out mm -hmm. to american negro again he says sisterhood equals black women black women's fear thm tmhc Hood sisters. Um, okay. You know, really quick before CJ, I just want to say one quick thing uh, regarding Better Futures earlier comment. Why is it though that black women are, you know, in this space? It's like black women are have a collective representation, but black men don't. The men in this space can easily separate themselves from the Pookies and Ray Rays, and they're not taking a, a collective approach to resolving issues regarding how their image is portrayed in the media or, or across the world. But black women, you know, as a good black woman, I have to, you know, take responsibility or be accountable or held accountable for like Brittany Renner and her thoughtiness. Like, mm. you know, it, it just seems like completely unfair. Um, we're going to drop the link in just a few. Um, yeah. Shout out to Better Future again. He says, are we saving ourselves or are we setting up the plantation for the future generation? Oh. What will the future generation say about us? Mm. We're done. Um, the future that. generation is going like they gonna roll. You know how we're sitting here looking at the generation before us. Do y'all feel like we were failed by the generation before us? If you ask me, I, I would say yes. What do y'all think? Um, were sure. we failed for sure? I would say yes, but I understand that there were systemic things in place that the generation before us had to face and had to fight through, um, which put them in a position to where, you know, they couldn't necessarily do right by us. But, you know, the interesting thing is you ask that question and like the up and like Gen Z, like if, if they if people, you know, are looking at Gen Z and talking about how weak they are and stuff. But like Gen Z to me, I used to even be like, what the hell is wrong with these kids? We coddled them too much. But when I look at it now, I'm kind of I have a different mindset. Like Gen Z, they're like creating their own tickets like they are are the mo the the um they're the generation with the most entrepreneurs. They're literally like, they have this gig economy. They're creating jobs for themselves that no one has ever heard of, getting paid for doing the simplest things. And who, like to me, that's not the American dream, going to work and working 80 hours a week, working multiple jobs just to be able to pay your mortgage and you know have a decent car outside. That's not the American dream. We were sold a pile of crap by thinking that this has to be life, that we gotta work until we 65, slave until we 65, 
blood before we can actually enjoy the fruits of our labor. Like, I appreciate the fact that this generation is like, hell no, I ain't with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, we go ahead, yeah, CJ. I'm sorry. Oh, my fault. I think we definitely, we, I got to have a talk with like older black men, I think like, like 60 plus, because I was thinking about this the other day. These modern women, they have fathers. So I need to talk to these dudes. How did you let your daughters get so out of control? So it's definitely on the older generation because it's like things are so bad. And so it's like, what were you doing for things to get like this? It didn't just happen overnight. The generation before us, I don't know what they was doing, but they definitely messed up. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, I dropped the link in the chat. So oh, if you guys would like to come up and, um, you know, discuss the topic, the link is down in the chat. Um, mm -hmm. Shout out to Sun is Hot Raw. He says, but if you want to earn back the trust of the men, then you mustn't be afraid to challenge the sisterhood, even without the support of the men, because mm -hmm. it's this is a dilemma y'all created for yourselves. Um, then let me ask you a question, son. Is hot rod with, um, if y'all do, do you think it would be the same thing on the opposite side? Um, because you do have a group of women, black women, um, are in opposition of their men completely, and a lot mm -hmm. of it has to do with trust, and then women will say well we see who you guys have entertained mm -hmm. and we look at that as well so um let yeah. us know what y'all think i want to respond to sunny's hot rock uh, question too go ahead yeah uh, that question when you say that to be completely honest for those of us who do stand up and fight against the sisterhood there's no acknowledgement on the other side black men are still just as skeptical of us but we're still called all out of our name we're still not shown respect um, by black men, even though we fight against the sisterhood. And, you know, we consider ourselves to be fairly balanced. Like we can call out issues on either side, but we've seen women in this space that are like, have a pick me crown and they do nothing but fight against the sisterhood and they still get bashed and disrespected. So I don't do it for any kind of personal acknowledgement. And for me, I don't have a fear of fighting against the sisterhood, but I'm a very, I'm a very firm believer in protecting my energy. Like if I, if I don't protect my energy, like I'm carrying around whatever I am investing my time and energy into all day long and it can impact my, my home. So I, I'm very protective particular about, you know, what I decide to engage in and when, because I don't want those forces impacting my home and impacting how I operate with my fiance and, you know, my ability to make sure that I'm extending love to him and, you know, um, being a, a good partner. Um, but uh, I, I don't think that there's any kind of, um, there's no, no real reward in it, I guess is my point. It's an interesting point that you made, and I'm going to have to let the uh, panel um, open up. It's an interesting point that you made um, because I'm seeing someone say, okay, because we know you'll flip when the time is right. Um, the whole thing is everything is not going to going to be monolithic as it pertains to our issues on certain things. Um, we've seen men stick together and we felt like they were wrong. Um, on certain things. So I, I just find that interesting um, because men 
like if you see a woman with a pick me crown and all she does is stand up for black women, excuse me, black men, and that's all she does. And then you turn right around and you shit on her like she's never done anything or she's not shown the respect or appreciation. Those things do become a bit discouraging for a woman to speak up out loud because a lot of women don't want to be attacked. And then when you say we're supposed to be doing, there's a lot of things that should have been happening on both sides. But mm -hmm. um, what we see is uh, we've seen men fuck over um, women and we've seen women fuck over men. There are things that should be happening on both sides and we don't that's feel true. like that's always and the case. Lord Zio says, if you're a feminist, if you were a feminist before, you're hiding, just hiding it now. I think that that's a crazy concept because if you, if you believe in that, then you're in a red pill space and you don't truly believe that people can be converted. You don't truly believe that if you impart men with the wisdom that they need in order for them to become red pill, that they can truly become red pill. You don't believe that change can actually happen, which is absolutely asinine. Um, to shout me. out to Curlin M. Hey, babe. He says, once folks become adults, you can no longer just tell them what to do as mm -hmm. if they were a kid. Influence takes precedence, like respect that is earned. Um, babe, yeah. you have an excellent point. That is absolutely true. But um, you know, to Carlin's point too, when we were kids, we were told what to think. So even like women who like are, are Western women who were told uh, or who are like feminism is pushed on you. So you kind of like you, 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 it's ingrained absolutely. in who you are, but absolutely. as an adult, you have a limitless knowledge at your fingertips in order to make your own decisions for yourself. And that's what we see even with people walking away from religion. Like you're you're told that you should be a Christian and go to church and do all these things. But as an adult, I can make my own decisions. I can do my own research and I can make an informed decision. Okay. Um, shout out to KD um, for the super sticker. Thank you so much, KD. And shout out to Dane C. He says the, the subscriber and video views count of the black women, Danica, Chantel, Simone, etc., that support black men shows that there are strong support from black men. Um, even with our channel, we actually receive a lot of support from black men. Um, we, do. Well, we still receive a, a lot. critiques too, and we still get yeah. criticized too. But we do, you, we, yeah, they receive support. We receive support too, but you still get, you know, criticized. And, and even within our support, like, you see our support. Kid Cloud supports us faithfully. And thank you, brother, for the cash app. But he's still going to tell us that, you know, that doesn't mean that he is defending us. That doesn't mean because you support him one way, that doesn't mean that you are defending someone and or showing them the utmost respect and, and ensuring that they're treated honorably. But yes, they do get support. And so do we. Yes. Um, first, I want to start off with Robbie Blue. Um, Robbie Blue, welcome. What are your thoughts? Uh, good afternoon or good morning, depending on where you are. How you guys doing? Hello, hello. Welcome to the panel. How are you? Yeah, I actually uh, feel like this conversation is uh, very thought provoking. And I just wanted to start off by saying that I think media and television, newspapers, magazines have always shaped social norms, you know, have been the catalyst for change, whether it's for better or worse. The difference now is social media is allowing 
toxic people to project their own negative experiences and their own negative bias and pass it off as norm. So you can have men who are just mad because their girlfriend that broke up with them in the 10th grade for a dude that had more money. You know what I'm saying? He has a hang up and he's projecting it like, you know, he hates women or he can't, you know, find a woman to, you know, accept whatever baggage or, or psychological issues he has. And since that person can have a YouTube platform or that person can now, you know, build their own little tribe on, you know, online. And if they spend enough money, they can project that as that's actually how men think when the vast majority of people, because we're human beings first, we just want to find somebody who's cooperative, somebody that gets it, that this generation that we're in right now, we're in wartime. I don't think our previous generation failed us as much as they were on the receiving end from the previous struggle. You know, it was a big accomplishment, you know, to have voting rights. It was a big accomplishment to some people to have integration. And I think we gave up some of our independence with this, you know, America, American idealistic dream of, you know, integration and everything being kumbaya, crack, crack epidemic, you know, occurred. And then I think the commercialization of hip hop when it got armed with negative stereotypes and tropes, you know, it used to be, I don't want to scrub. Now it's my, I got my niece letting the dude take her out in an Uber, you know, somewhere things change where we at least used to have some consciousness and some standards, but I think we started glorifying thug life. We started glorifying street culture. And I think right now, the most harmful thing is we allow them to make us the face of poverty, the de facto face of poverty when that's not true. And it covers up all of the poverty that is in all these other groups. And when there's hiccups in the economy, they always have always have us as the scapegoat. You know, there's there there is a wealth general, you know, a wealth gap between black and white and Asian. I get that. But don't think all of them are balling out of control, because whenever this pandemic happened, everybody and their grandma that that was eligible for a stimulus was trying to get some and then some. And it wasn't just black folks. You know what I mean? So I, it really pains me when I see some of this gender divide that I think is propagated. But I think you guys have a ref refreshing perspective and it's actually encouraging. Outstanding. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank, you, thank you. Really, really good points. Really Didn't good points. Me. Absolutely. Um, sorry. I was like, I can't get my mute button off fast enough. Um, I was actually typing in the chat. But um, yeah, you brought about some outstanding points. And thank you for the acknowledgement, as well as I'm glad that we could, you know, start spark a conversation or start a conversation that sparks, uh, you know, some thought provoking, um, you know, uh, commentary on it. And yeah, thank you for joining, first of all, and also for yeah your comments. Uh, definitely appreciate that, especially your compliment. Absolutely. Um, a shout out to Sun is Hot Raw. He says, to answer your question, Sister George, the black mantle sphere is the response to Thug, Pookie, and Ray Ray narrative. Um, brothers have been making a separation without the support of the women, only ourselves. Um, Sun is Hot Raw. It's interesting because um, the mantle sphere is comprised of a whole lot of things. Um, if you have pickup artists and um, you have pimps within the space, then I would and those pimps and pickup artists have been integrated within the space. 
I'm not going to say that was a response to the Pookie and Ray Ray narrative. I would say that more guys glorified the Pookie and Ray Ray's period and wanted to emulate some of that, at least to get some pussy. So I don't know. Um, I'm not going to say that I totally agree with that. Um, so next we'll have um, Sheed. Um, Sheed, what are your thoughts? Well, it's it's kind of funny because, you know, like I said, with me being in a relationship in this space, a lot of guys kind of, you know, they have their choice of words to how my relationship, my wife is. Pretty much I don't care, you know, but I'm trying to actually show these other guys that's in the space that, you know, you can get married, you know, and not all on my back. It just the point of it is who you choose. I mean, when it comes down to it, you going after society standards, and I keep saying this about the women with the bodies and stuff like that, and IG models, because you hear a lot of guys in the space saying women are choosing wrong. Society standards, and I keep saying this. You got some echo. Um, yeah. Laurel, your camera's on, and you look stressed. Um, so he said this conversation is stressing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate her. <laughs> Y'all don't even know. Uh, she gonna tell us man, he looks stressed. <laughs> Laurel looking like I'm coming to get you, you. motherfucker. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, now, nah, but it's it's like when you say a woman choose wrong, now nah, she choosing right. She want that type of dude in her life, so. The guys who keep saying women are choosing wrong, them the women you want. You want the ones that's going to take your money and all that stuff. So stop exactly. saying that they choosing wrong. Like, that's Preach, what they brother. want. They want they want the dudes that they think going to blow their back out. They want the dudes that's going to run their credit up because, you know, in the end, they getting what they want out of the deal. They getting the men that they like by the looks and, you know, a little roughneck on the side. But you in know, the end. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that um, women will choose a certain type of man and then use plausible deniability to act like they didn't know what was going on. But we know certain things come with certain people. We know what comes with certain territories. And when you're able to say, well, you know, he just sat over there and played me and I didn't even know what he was doing, but he had all these hoes surrounding him. And oh my God, hey. you know, he played me and he ran off with my money and he just, he ruined my credit, but Please he stop. never answered his phone and he, he just ignored me like everything. Every day, but I still kept giving him pussy because I really liked him. <laughs> and you know, that's what happens. Sorry, I just had to Well, say. one thing for certain is I know the P word is a go on the platform. You know? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. I mean, because sometimes I could be like, okay, I shouldn't curse Lord. You know, oh. I, I've I've heard several panels sometimes talk about this topic, and I think we have a whole wide range of issues to talk about because of everything that's happened over the last eight years. But I will say this, I think from a human standpoint in Robert Greene's book, uh, The Laws of Human Nature kind of helped me realize that, you know, a lot of us are not even taught basic psychology just as human beings. And if we think about the unique uh, journey that African-Americans and people in the African diaspora have been through, a lot of us really suffer from PTSD. We don't realize that we pick right. up dysfunction from our parents. You're, mm -hmm. I could, you could be a boy raised by a mother who is narcissistic, that totally wants attention for herself. She has a nasty attitude. So you start being attracted 
to women mm -hmm. that are that way, that are not cooperative. It's not that black women are that way. It's the black women in your family that were part of your foundation that now, unless you achieve, you know, self-value and self-accusation, you're not really trained to recognize how to get the self-help. The church may lead you to the direction, but you kind of need not counseling from a European. You need counseling within yourself. You need mm. to get in your closet and just say, you know what? I need to separate myself from the umbilical cord. What are the good things that my parents taught me? What are the dysfunctional things? Because once we move out of our parents' house, if we get an opportunity to go to college or the military, we start to realize that we were taught a lot of lies. And then this society will purposely give you bad advice for free. They'll give you bad advice about losing okay. weight. They'll give you bad advice about building credit. They'll give you bad advice about, uh, you know, uh, choosing a mate. It used to not be this hard. I mean, grandma used to tell you he ain't going to pay for the cow if the milk is free. And mm -hmm. in the 70s, instead of shooting and hating on the next nigga because he's doing good, we knew in our community to level up. Oh, this brother got a Cadillac. He's hustling. He's getting the ladies. He's clocking. That's supposed to make you as with the way the economy is supposed to work, right, when you're not poor. That is called benign envy. That's supposed to make you want to level up, work harder, you know, barter your time to get more material gain or to position yourself up. The problem is, is when you have poverty and you have lack, and then you have all that PTSD, then you have malicious envy. So you'd be willing to kill somebody. Or we'll have these world star videos where women are pulling each other's hair out. You know what I'm saying? Totally acting a fool because you're taking out all that anger and aggression. You don't know where it came from. So before I sit here and put it all on Pookie and Ray Ray, like Pookie and Ray Ray wasn't an invention of the CIA. Let's not throw our brothers away. Because to be honest, if you look at any group, it's only the 10% of that group that's the warrior class. Do you think it's ironic that there's about 30 million of us, but 10% of our high testosterone warrior class is in prison? Our brothers mm -hmm. that could be are at Wall Street or go to Harvard and be entrepreneurs, that they, mm -hmm. but they just happen to go the street route. See, women want to be protected. I think I heard a sister say that earlier. So here we go again. I could understand in some of our neighborhoods or just with racism, white supremacy, everything we're dealing with, she's like, at least I want Back, lack of better words, a nigga with nuts. It's just you want them to have brains to go along with it. You get what I'm saying? And that's the whole that's the whole point is so you because your father wasn't there or because your father didn't love you the way he should have, or you could have been molested or whatever, you're like, man, I want someone to be tough. Then they get rid of all the tough brothers. So now you got women loving each other. They're trying to find anything that's masculine, that's understanding. And then with men. Because some of us, our fathers, went, we had a whole generation of not having masculine energy there. So some of us are acting like our mothers. We're problem solving like our mothers. We got more love for our homies than we do for our girlfriend, right? We'll be willing to die for the hood before we'll die for our home because we don't have a family. The gang is like a family. Your homeboys mm -hmm. are like your family. You're going to cry when they get locked up. You know what I mean? You're willing to shoot up the whole city. Because that's like your family because you we, we had we've had broken families. So we need healing in that regard. And I think that instead of pointing the finger and getting to the square root of what it is and the energy exchange, right now they have us in the figure four leg lock because these white supremacists see before the issue was we're afraid of us having access to finance and opportunity and progress. Right? Now 
they're in survival mode because of genetic survival. Why do you think they're trying to repeal Roe versus Wade? Because they're like, mm-hmm. oh, we don't need these mm-hmm. white women. See, black women think being sassy with a black man, that's being a strong white black woman. But h- notice all these strong white women still will find a rich Republican man. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? To be mm-hmm. with. You know what I'm saying? Don't fall for the okie doke. They're getting back, not into the kitchen, but to having children. They will tell your daughter, you know what, ma'am? I think your daughter has a cyst. We need to do a hysterectomy. Your dumb ass goes ahead and yeah, let them. You them are them absolutely them. right. And then they will put it in some decrepit white woman so she can put out a baby. We are in genetic warfare, people. This ain't paranoia. Mm-hmm. It's because they know they're outnumbered. And what they've done is they've weaponized the title of whiteness so that they can offer it to other groups so that they can work against us. So we really got to, I think it's going to take a generation to get past this gender thing. And I think what's going to do that is, you know how or they say- two or three. <laughs> Look, no, you know how they say this? They say what? Uh, number People lie, but numbers don't. Mm-hmm. We figured it out on this previous uh, platform. We were looking at the math. We said the medium house of, you know, person makes about $43,000 mm-hmm. a, a year. And that came to about twenty-five dollars to $2,300 after taxes. Once we start doing car note, you know what I'm saying? Rent, cell phone, everything up. You barely had enough money to get turned up unless you were using some plastic. So why are we sitting here front on Instagram pretending like we don't need each other? I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not making yeah, a million. Hold on one second, Hold on, Nerdine. Um, really quickly, I just wanted to make sure that she had completed his thought before we move forward, and then uh, Lara will let you in. She, were you done with you? No, no, no. You're good. Uh, uh, very solid points. Thank you. Well, basically, I'm I'm gonna be short, but uh, I'm just gonna say what uh, Sister George was saying earlier about the woman crying and stuff about the man treating and all like that. She gotta understand when it comes to the women, the dudes already let it be known. I got D and heart and bubble gum, and I'm fresh out of bubble gum. So <laughs> you're gonna have to take the D and that's it. But uh, going into Actually, like the situation. Go ahead, Laura. Excuse me. No, uh, no I'm going to go, go ahead, Laura. Go ahead. You can hey, no, uh, no, no. That was a, uh, no, I'm, I'll go in that end. That was me. Oh. I'm, I'm that quite was me. Sure I was saying. Okay, hey, hold on, Nerdine. Hold, hold on. on. Yeah, Nerdine. Hey, look, I'm, I'm quite sure that uh, all of us realize, well, should realize that there's no turning back a switch. No generation ever has reverted back to previous generations. It's not going to happen. I don't know why people invest so much into wanting to like turn back the hands of time because it's impossible for it to happen. Are you going to teach a Gen Z or Alpha how to revert back to to the boomers? Because they were fucked up, right? So are you going to revert them back to Gen X? Gen X is fucked up. Millennials are fucked up. So what are they going to go back and look at? So all of that, let's turn back the hands of time talk, that's impossible. It won't happen. So you have to deal with what's going on right now that you can see. So all that talk, I mean, it's like impossible. You know, uh, actually, uh, the conversation, it kind of switched a little bit because the reason why I came up, it was when you were talking about um, the support of black men. And it's Mm kind of hard when black men can say, let's say, turn their back on you. Well, the thing is, I mean, black men do show support, right? Yes, they do. Okay, so that should be actually enough. 
I mean, what more can someone ask for? Because I mean, a woman protecting a man, I mean, that's kind of opposite of how things are supposed to be, right? So if you so want women to go above and beyond the good women to, to ensure that they are separating themselves from women who, and when we say good women, of course, good is subjective, but we're talking about like marriage minded, relationship minded women who, you know, have a good, more solid moral foundation who ain't out here, you know, twerking and, and, and taking their clothes off. Like, th you know, think women with a moral conscience. Um, so if you have women that, that do fit that mold of, of quote unquote, good women, the 20%, um, if you want them to go above and beyond to separate themselves from women who don't fit into that category, um, you know, couldn't, why wouldn't they also have expectations of men? Why, yeah, if your expectation of them is that they go above and beyond to separate themselves, then it, it, I think it's fair for them to also have us to also have some expectations. Okay. I think that there was probably someone else because you know, one thing about it is that I don't think that any person should ask someone else to go above and beyond. Right. And mm -hmm. the thing is, now it kind of sounds like, okay, we're here, we'll speak for you. But by the way, uh, we doing this on YouTube, so we need a check for this. So, and, and you know what? And it's nothing wrong with that, right? But however, I don't think men should actually look for a woman to do something like that. I mean, what's the point? If you want to do it, do it because you see something wrong with society. Mm -hmm. Do it for that reason. Don't do it because you know, for any kind of like other reasons other than this is what's on your heart to do. I right. mean, uh, I understand wanting a paycheck for it. I mean, it's like a whole new uh, wave of like uh, women coming through right now, right? And, mm -hmm. uh, I, and I noticed it and I was like, damn, it's this light skin chick, right? And I've heard several guys in the space mention it and uh, it just came through my feed never subscribed, never heard of her, right? And she mm -hmm. was speaking to women for black men. And I just had to think to myself, is this just like another hustle? Or is this woman, who's an attractive woman, by the way, mm -hmm. is she doing this out of the kindness of her heart? Or is she talking to the right people and she trying to run a check? So, I mean, that's just something yeah. I would say. And I'm not saying, when I say it's, uh, it's it's fair for us to also have expectations of men, I'm not, I'm not at all talking about monetarily. I'm talking about like, it's difficult as a woman, because I am telling you as a woman who does speak out and defend black men, especially outside of this space, primarily because I feel like the conversation is not balanced in this space. I, I, I speak out and I defend black men in this space too, but I'm more apt to have balanced conversations outside of here, every single social media platform that I have, I am constantly fighting against the sisterhood and in defense of black men. And when, like, when I say it, it should yep. be okay for us to have expectations too, I'm simply talking about an expectation of like being respected, an expectation of, you know, like, uh, you know, like there's, um, we fight for black men, we defend black men, but we get shitted on in this very space. You know what I mean? And there are men who support us and who rock with us and they like family to me. But there are like we get a lot of flack in this space too. So, so that's mainly from the women. So, so concrete, no, I'm talking I'm not talking about from no women. So so concrete, would you say that you should be lifted up on top of a man's shoulders to say, hey, we're supporting our black men? Mm -mm, not lifted up, but um respected. Um, you know, like I, I there when we can when we 
had just created our um, platform, we were getting attacked, Call, called, you know, all kind of hyenas and everything under the sun for no reason at all whatsoever, like literally had not done anything to anyone. And like, like having to constantly be attacked on this front, as well as, you know, fighting on the other front in defense of black men, I'm not expecting to be lifted up on anyone's shoulder, just like basic respect. And, you know, like, uh, you, I'm not even. I don't know. Even want you to um to showcase our shows or anything like that. Just basic respect. Hey, you know what? But actually, you know what that is. You guys actually went through an initiation. You guys mm -hmm. kind of like walked through a lot of a, a lot of fire, right? And mm -hmm. you're still here. Now, like I said, it's just like it's just being put out. Hey, here's this woman. Listen to her. Check out. But you guys actually got and got kind of got jumped. In, so to speak right so you so you've been here so i mean respect i mean it's been a lot of things come at you guys but I mean, I you remember speak. when you came up here and you yeah was going i apologize on? i apologize okay? <laughs> I well, she, she gonna bring it up listen hey, baby my, look that one hey my bad my bad okay <laughs> all right my bad i got it. I laurel was on our ass y'all <laughs> Listen, I, I guess in, in a way it was kind of like a, a, a hazing and I, and I understand to be completely honest, I understand men being pessimistic. I understand. I know that Paris Milan was in this space prior and, you know, was advocating for even Cynthia G. When she first came to YouTube, she was advocating for black men. So I understand black men side eyeing women, black women when they come in this space like, oh, no, you know, we done been through this a couple times. I get that. But, you know, wait and see. Seattle Seahawks. She came through. She paid a hundred to uh to, to get mm. on panel, speak in the chat room. But you know now it's just like she, she's a true supporter. If you have oh. a nice, hey, Cynthia G. Wait a minute. No, I said Danny is a true supporter. Oh, like, I thought you meant the Seattle Seahawks. How about Zing? What are you? Come on, no, Nerdine. Ain't nobody talking about that. I was commenting on what Laro was saying. I, Aww. I, I enjoy this space. There are some people in this space that's like, I would break bread with, like seriously. But um, I have to preserve my peace, baby. Y'all be too. Listen. So, but Danny definitely does. Um, if she, you know, she'll she'll come in and support, and she'll pay them high fees, and you know, making sure that she's supporting in other ways, and you know, constantly showing up and engaging and stuff like that. And um, shouts out to her for that, because baby, she 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 a stronger woman than me. So with that being said, you guys should have like a big problem with this new wave coming through. Why? You mean like with the chicks coming through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, oh, know, know, the ones that, um, you know the ones that nobody knows, the ones that go right to the top of the platform, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to tell you just like this. Um, if men have not, if men have been in this space since this space has started and they still don't know how to deal with women um, to a certain degree, then I am going to say that you are accountable for everything that happens to you beyond that. Um, we had to prove ourselves. And it, even in trying to prove ourselves, there are still people that will doubt everything that we say. Um, they're still looking at us like um, very suspicious of us. Um, we're both in relationships. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm like 
we we've we, been we consistent worked. like we ain't Very you know what so. i mean absolutely like um i don't know why but it as it relates to like a new wave of women like i, I welcome more women in the space we ain't going nowhere as a result of it you know um i ain't hating on another woman that comes into the space and you know she's genuine and you know you guys will i would uh, i would hope that the men in this space will vet them the same way that they vetted us and put them through the ring or two. But um, I'm not bothered by the uh, by other. I think that like I, I, I'm confident in what we have, so I'm not bothered by other women coming to the space and, and rising to the top. Well, dang, our guest uh, was out. Um, <laughs> uh, well, shout out to CJMBM, um, brother. Thank you so much for gracing us with your presence this morning. Mm -hmm. This was an excellent conversation that we had with you, and hopefully, you'll join us as a guest again. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, next. Uh, next, Meridine. Yes. Hey. Hey. What's How was Thanksgiving? How was Thanksgiving? Oh, you know what? Uh, I got a chance to do something that I've never done before. Um, so I got a chance to spend Thanksgiving with my in-laws. Um, yeah, I was able to celebrate in a different way because it was our first Thanksgiving with our in-laws, you know, as a married couple. And um, yeah, it was it was nice. It was really nice. His parents are dope. They're just good, really solid people. So um really um embraced me and showed me all kinds of me and my son all kinds of love and um oh. just being around our family and stuff it was dope and it was my birthday so it was it was lit it was lit even though you're miss middleton i still you're still sister you're still sister george to me honey uh curlin told me i can keep the name he said it's all good that's your brand so you know it was a discussion well, should i be mrs middleton on this thing he was like no nah, you can I, keep the name that's who they know you as it's all good so so still yeah. i'm happy sure yeah, what are <laughs> yeah your well, well my thoughts are you know i understand that that um uh women that the sisters out here are crying about what um their uh their choices in, in the men that they get but we were at the at the end of the at the end of the day a lot of the good brothers were actually warning y'all about these dudes you we were saying hey listen this you're gonna you're gonna end up paying for it if if y'all keep on you know you know dating pookie ray ray juju you know mr happy pants and all this other good stuff because it, you know with pookie and ray ray i heard that guy said that they were the warrior class of our of our uh of our community look at what look what the look at what they were doing to our community those weren't warriors to me those were traitors those are the ones that were destroying communities and and and, and, and killed the first black class. let me let me clarify yeah, that misguided warrior, misguided warrior class and look at what happened look at what happened those are the guys that will rob you in a second take your jordans to put two holes in you sell your jacket while you have two holes in your jacket we were warning y'all about we were warning you all the good black men were warning y'all about these guys but none of none of none of the sisters listened and I think the reason why they're kind of upset with their with with with, the, with those men because they were dating them and now they're they're not producing anything. And we were we were trying to warn y'all forever about these guys. But I think I think what what's going on now is that the, the good guys that were warning y'all decided to give it up and go and go elsewhere. You know, yeah. Stop shaming these women, okay, bro. 
No, I'm not shaming them. I'm telling them this is the result of what happened. We were trying to warn you from this result. You understand? I think we should. No, I'm not shaming them. Some women and some men, because again, everybody's situation is different. Some people actually have been raised, you know, with both parents. That's what I mean. And by still like, went the, and the still went and did some crazy stuff. What happened? And still went and did some crazy stuff. Well, of course, man, we're human beings. I mean, this is not heaven. So I don't expect the earth to be perfect. And why do black people have to have a supernatural power? You know, why do black women have to have a supernatural power or black men have to have a supernatural power? And and we act like, you know, what I'm saying like we just we're just screwed up beyond um, redeeming, redeeming. Value. Right. But let me just say something real quick that you said. I want to clarify when you were talking about responding to me about history repeating itself and saying that, we, you know, we can't really look to an older generation to return. What I was basically saying was. If you study the Truscans, which in in Western history and these people who control this country and these think tanks, psychologists know white, black, blue, green, purple, green, alien, reptilian. We're all human beings, which means if human beings really haven't changed too much in 2000 years and we do history does repeat itself. The same crap that was happening 100 years ago is happening now. You we're about to have a ultra conservative president after Biden coming into the, the 20s, right? There's going to be deregulation. They had racial tension high. You had the Tulsa race riots. You had black men who were killed returning back from World, World War One, I, I believe. We just got out of Afghanistan, right? We got this surplus, right? There was the Spanish flu, right? And we got this thing going on. I'm saying all that to say people never learn. And this is why, because the generation who goes through the initial trauma, they become very protective. And they know and they'll arm themselves. And that's why people were more like preppers and all of that. And then once the wartime passed, then it was an era of learning and passing down the skills that were learned. So that's like your boomer generation. Then there became the age of prosperity. So it's called the 90 year cycle. So what ends up happening is that very last generation that's on the receiving end of all that hard work, somewhere along the line, people stop teaching. Somewhere along the line, people start thinking how we how we could be thinking negative now and say, you know what? No one ever runs learns from the past. And everything's so pessimistic. And I think, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm from Atlanta originally, but I live in Texas. I'm going to mention these brothers' names, but there's some brothers I know that are very negative that would always tell me negative stuff about black women in Atlanta. And, you know, listening to their perspective, I'd be like, man, maybe those girls are stuck up. Woo, woo, woo. And then I went back to take care of moms with dementia. Man, there were sisters choosing. You hear me? Hard. That were fine as hell. Like, you'd have to be little Nas X to not be feeling them. You know what I'm saying? And they, and they have good jobs. The thing that I figured about them brothers that were negative was their whole perspective was negative because somebody's living in their mama's basement. Somebody's had, you know, failed stuff in their own life, right? So they have a negative perspective. So if I wasn't careful, I'd be thinking like, man, you can't even go to the gas station in Atlanta without getting shot because it's, you know, you can't even do this and that and the third. And, and it's all about feeling. it's all about the energy to project. Agree. So that's what I'm trying to say. Let's don't think we have to have human superpowers. And remember, human history repeats itself. That's all I want. That's, that's a good that's a good point. Um, thank you, uh, Robbie Blue, for that. Um, and Nerdine, go ahead and finish up your point because we want to get Kara Juice in here. I already see being that he has his monitor on him rolling his eyes and stuff at some of the comments being said. So no, I mean, I'm interested to see. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe it was just me because I, I know how you do, Kara Juice. 
Um, but I'm interested to see what he has to add to the conversation. So go ahead, Nerdy. Uh, uh, what what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to convey here is that, yeah, um, the the if you want to put a, a lack of a term, the Pookies and Ray Rays and and all other stuff. Yeah, they may have been fun for a good time, but are they a long time? And we were at we were at we were saying this forever. And now uh with the Kevin Samuels high value man theory, high high value man uh concept and everything like that, guys have actually paid attention. We're seeing how we're seeing how this is going. That you want a a dude who had nothing to do with it to come back and fix fix your problem. And it's not gonna happen that way. Now, are there some good sisters? Yeah, I, I, I would love. I would. I, I was married to one at one point. Don't get me wrong. I'm not giving up on all of them. I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying is that when you make the worst decisions ever out there, yeah, um, that's kind of a hard sell to to uh, get a get a black man who's actually worth a lot, who's done who's done his part to uh, deal with a, a woman who made bad decisions. That that's from that's what I'm talking about. If if we're seeing that, if and, and you know, Sister George and on um, Concrete Rose, you know, I love them. They're like my sisters and everything like that. But um, I'm I'm seeing that there are some women out there that made some of the some of the worst decisions ever, mm-hmm. and they want they want guys like us to come back and clean it up. It, it, it doesn't work that way, and they get they get very upset and very very shocked that the guys who they put in the friend zone and the guys that were um that were trying to warn them they want them to come back and clean it up like nah it doesn't work you know anyway um, uh, just in case just let you know sister george and concrete Rose, i'll be sending you more money as it becomes along because i got a brand new job i'm a um i'm a sanitation worker now so yeah i'll be okay. sending you some i'll be sending you some <laughs> some love down the pipe Whenever I, whenever I can, but you know, I just want to, I just want them to understand that. Yeah. If y'all keep on doing this, you know, guys ain't, guys ain't coming back to, uh, 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 deal with that. You know, the guys that you, that you need in the community. And that's the reason why the guys in the community, when they, uh, when they saw they were being disrespected and being, uh, 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 shunned to the side, what do you expect these guys to do? Do you expect them to stay um, there and continue down this road, or do you expect them to look for something uh, else? Thank hey, you, Nerdine. Uh, let, let me read the super yeah. chat real quick because I, I don't. You know what? Let's concrete. Yeah, Lara. I'm, I'm sorry, um, Nerdine, bro. You yeah. need to get you. A, you need to get a new testing on it, bro. I've been yeah, I, now. that's what I was trying to but do. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, so, nah, um, what I'm saying is that we know If they're yeah. good women, if they're good, thanks, I'm taking them. I'm taking them. Believe me, I will take them all day, every day. But after seeing how, after seeing what's going on here, I'm like, yeah, I think when you make some of the bad decisions, you can't come back from that. But that's the point. We Why understand you that. Somebody I, that look, but you know what? Let, let's I'm let's move the conversation them. on. I, I, I actually want to get Kara Juice in here, Nerdine. We, we res- so you have every right to feel the way you feel. I respect it, and thank you, and congratulations. <laughs> Um, casual observer says those ATL chicks would be married if they were good. Well, being that there's so many more women to men in Atlanta, I don't think men have any motivations to marry. Like, why would and, you? You know, people, and, men move and, here to have fun and, and enjoy and um, sow their royal oats. So, um, so it's not raw. Married, I'm married, so that's why I didn't go for it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, okay, I feel you. 
Sun is hot, Ra says, Robbie Blue, what does being a normal, decent human being have to do with having supernatural powers? Is that what you equate being normal to? Can I so respond I'll give to you that? just a, yeah, just quickly, and then we got to get carrot juice in here. Okay, brother Rob, what I was basically saying was a tactic by white supremacists. Whenever they bring up the murder rate in Chicago, whenever they bring up mm -hmm. all these things, like they make it seem like black people can have no flaws. That's what I mean. Mm -hmm. I'm actually agreeing with you. We have a right to be normal. So just because they report on some of our flaws more, don't fall for the propaganda and make and, and, and make it seem like there aren't other communities that have just as many issues as we do. Because I'm mm -hmm. telling you, by being someone who's lived in South Texas and traveled around I, I see how the propaganda works and they have people thinking like we're the face of poverty, we're the face of depravity, we're unredeemable, but you can have a white girl go and get and have a bunch of uh, illegitimate pregnancies and they'll just say it's a, a mistake. You have a black girl do it, you want to demonize her and tell her that she's the worst thing and you know Kevin Samuels needs to ask her her dress size. You know I'm just saying like us doing all this infighting, which on this panel, thank God, is not a lot of that going on. I don't mind responding to constructive questions because you're right. We we should have the right to be normal, which means mm -hmm. that's the beauty of this. We can be human beings. I don't like it when white supremacists make it seem like y'all better have no crime. Y'all mm -hmm. better get more on your SAT than barbecue sauce. You know what I'm saying? It's just sickening. Uh I agree. I agree. And I understood your point. And I think that you made some solid points. I, I'm in agreement with you. Um, all right, Kara Juice, what you got on the topic, brother, or anything that you've heard discussed? Uh, hello. Can you guys hear me okay? We can. And hello, hello. Welcome to the panel. Well, thank, thank you Kara for having Juice. me, Sister George and Concrete Rose. Um, there was a lot just spewed out in like the past couple of different things. So I'll just kind of just tie it to what I want to convey here. And um, I think it's a really good thing actually happening right now on YouTube because people are having the conversation. Say what you want to say about Kevin Samuels and what he has going or a lot of men who are in the manosphere. The conversation is being had and people are taking notice. And I don't think you got to have one particular perspective on women or dating or red pill or blue pill or what have you but the long and the short of it is men are finally have a space here where our voices are being heard and that we're demonstrating and saying hey this is what we want and um, i don't know how familiar you guys you guys are with kevin samuels but i am 32 years old i'm single i'm single i don't have any kids and I'm what he would consider a Henry, you know, high earner, not rich yet. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of what the men here on the panel, respect to them, were saying when they were coming up with um, talking about how uh, there are women who, you know, dated Pookies and Ray Rays and um, there's some good women out there and all that have you. A guy who's on the upward trajectory, even if that is the case, just it's not going to more likely not take a bet on a woman who's been dating Pookie and Ray Ray's in the first place. I'm not going to even look that direction exactly. Exactly. because why would I do that when I could be with somebody who doesn't have that trauma? Not saying that the person's a bad person, but I'm just looking at it. It doesn't matter what race you are or what you've been through in your life. I'm going to look for somebody 
who doesn't have that trauma. And that's what guys are starting to have standards. Facts. And that's that's, that's what's what really starting to, to happen in this space. And it's being pushed back. And I'm not saying that if you made a mistake or if you had a kid or anything, you can't be redeemed and like overcome that. But guys are just wising up, especially guys that are in my position, college educated. I make pretty good money. Um, I don't have all the answers, but I do have some good things going for me. I'm not going to take the chance on somebody who has kids or who been dating Pookie and Ray Ray's got tattoos up all up and down their back, not because they're a bad person, but it's just like, it's not going to come into my life at all. We're not going to have anything in common. So I like that we're having the conversation here on YouTube and, and online in general. And I like panels like this when it's not just contention where it's a back and forth. Like I want people to, um, give me criticism on what I think and what have you. I don't need to be right. I just want to come to a level of understanding at the end of the day. Well, let me ask you a question, Carrot Juice. Um, sure. You brought about a really, really interesting point when you talked about trauma. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that this space in particular, the black manosphere is comprised of men who have gone through traumatic things. Mm -hmm. um, should women also take the same attitude that you take when it comes down to dealing with women with trauma? So you're saying, so I'm trying to get your question right. So you're saying a woman. Men have gone through trauma. Lots uh -huh. of men have gone through trauma. Lots mm -hmm. of trauma that has not been resolved yeah. because um, men doesn't necessarily, um, men don't necessarily have resolve their traumas. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, should we take that same considerations? If women are uh, good women, quote unquote, should women take that same consideration with dealing with a lot of our men? My question, my way to answer that question would be, it's all based on what do you want? Do you want that man? If you really want that man, are you willing to deal with the trauma that he has? But mm. if your value is in a place where you could get a man who checks all the boxes without the trauma, would you pick the guy with the trauma or without? That's interesting because um, I, I do, like women, thank you, Nardine, but uh, women you know, as women, we generally don't have a hard time attracting someone. Now, attracting someone who checks all the bo boxes, that's Value. another, yeah, that, that's another story. But I, I think that as a, um, as a person in the, a woman in, within the 20%, um, that I have a value that a lot of women don't have. So as a result, I think that I can afford to be picky and choosy like why would someone want to enter into a relationship with someone who has trauma especially unhealed trauma i think all black people suffer from a degree of ptsd that's another story too but um like if you have unhealed trauma that you're hanging on to uh why would a person who uh, is um worth her salt um uh, enter into a relationship with someone like that um I, because I kind of look at it as the big one of the big problems is is men aren't um, specific about a lot of the trauma that they've experienced until you get to a space like this and you'll realize that the trauma didn't just start with 
um, women that they were dealing with in a quote unquote relationship, but it started mm. with their moms mm. and it started Dangle. with family members and it started at an early age and a lot of that trauma goes unresolved and so then you grow um with men that are usually attracted to a certain type of woman and they deal with those type of women um in, in my personal opinion due to a lot of unresolved traumas um it just made me think like it's a lot of men in this space and i don't think that they're bad men because they've gone through something but um, it's the same thing on the other side, but that tends to play out in different ways. Um, women go through trauma, generally act out in certain ways. Um, I would say the same thing for men, but it's almost like we throw each other away and say, okay, well, you went through this. So I'm not going to deal with you because you went through this. Um, mm -hmm. Men will say, well, you know, if a woman is like this and, I, you know, I guess everybody goes with their best option, but, you know, it just made me think like, well, you know, a lot of people go through um, quite a bit of trauma. So, well, you yeah. know what, Daniel, Man. let me tell you something. You know, let me tell you something. So if Laurel, can you speak wanna... up just a bit? Cause I can barely hear you. Okay. I'm sorry. Hey, okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Is that fine? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if a man, uh, I hear the brother say he doesn't want to deal with a woman who went through Pookie and Ray Ray trauma. So if we can all just agree that everybody goes through some type of trauma and there are more than one type of trauma, right? Mm -hmm. so you don't want to deal with the Pookie and Ray Ray drama, but but what kind of drama or trauma are you willing to deal with from a woman? Because if she's not going through Pookie and Ray Ray trauma, she's going through something else, brother. Right. He said no single worse. moms, but maybe she's had four or five abortions. Is that OK? Maybe she takes a, a get a, a morning after pill every other weekend. Like, you know, everybody has something. You might not be able to see it right up front. It may mask itself, but everybody has some sort of type of trauma. But I think that valuable people, I think that like people... <laughs> Not, I think everyone is valuable, have their own inherent value. But I think that people who are looking to enter into relationships are looking for particular things. And I like there, every man and woman has um, certain uh, requirements. Like every, like uh, my fiance is crazy picky, but he, I, I was a single mom when we started dating and, and um, he, that wasn't a, a, a no for him. That wasn't a um, something that, you know, he wasn't willing to, um, deal with. So that was, uh, but, um, he also had children, you know, so I, I, like, I don't, there's, everybody has something that they just won't compromise with that for what one reason or another, you know, they wouldn't date or entertain someone who has this specific thing, but it drives me absolutely insane for, and this is just a side note. Um, men or people to act as though women who have children from prior relationships are somehow um, not valuable, but men who have children from prior relationships hold an extreme amount of value. Like I even have Girl, heard people making that comparison with Danny and, um, and brother Carlin, like they both had one child. They both came to the relationship now, with one child, but people are making an argument that somehow he saved her and her child. Like they both now have two beautiful bonus, I mean, a bonus baby from, from but the let, other Let person. me say this. Let me say this, um, because what? even I will make a differentiation between how, how Curlin and I had our kids. Curlin actually had his child within a marriage. 
I was a single mother. Now, quote, my relationship with my son's father wasn't just a fly by night relationship, but I feel that there does need to be a differentiation. Um, when you have men that are single fathers or have created single mothers and they are the ones talking shit, then yeah, that's where I find the issue at because you created a single fucking mother, but you have the absolute nerve to put your mouth on me and mine and what we do. Um, yeah, that's where I will have an issue at. See, but if you're talking I, about, mm -hmm. um, let me just say this. If you're talking about men that created their kids within a marriage and let's say that marriage didn't work out, I wouldn't consider that a baby's dad. That was an ex-husband. Yeah, I'm a course. baby's. I was a baby's mom. I, I and still I don't, don't have a feel like you that. have any less value because of that. And me personally, I see people make the distinction between they'll say, well, men don't have their children. Like, you know, you guys are full-time parents to now your bonus baby and you have your son, but you have two children in the home. But I, I still just don't I think that that takes away that. from your value. I think I actually no no I'm uh, not I'm not man. I'm not even talking about me personally. I've heard men in this space say that well yeah. men don't have their kids. They only you know women they come in with their kids. The kids is a package. Well, I'm Still, saying you know, they make as, as people who took the time out to get married and that they actually produced the child within a marriage. I would actually say that that takes precedence over somebody who didn't, and that's just my opinion. But I feel like. Um, the problem is the single motherhood rate and women raising kids by themselves and those kids turning out to be shit. And I don't feel like everybody deserves a participation trophy, um, especially when, um, you know, everybody was fucking and sucking and, and you have the options on what to do with the baby. You had options on who you let into your body. You had options to take care of that. You had options to do whatever it is that you wanted to do. Really? And, yeah. uh, and uh, uh, so that. that's what that's what I'm saying. I, yeah. I agree with that, but I don't have the same, uh, like we have different ideas you. of marriage. Like I don't put a strong emphasis on getting, the, you know, the white man's permission to marry, like uh, things like that. So, well, I know that we feel differently about that. Um, but you know, I was specifically and I wouldn't say it about... would be the white man's permission because you could have a state sanctioned marriage or a, a non state yeah, sanctioned what... marriage. Let yeah. me let me finish a, a non state sanctioned marriage, but that would still be having your child, um, under in a certain way versus um, right. not That's, being married at all. I'm not That's arguing right. the semantics of it. I'm saying like, I don't hold civil marriage, civil union, state-sanctioned marriage in the same regard that you do. So we feel differently about that. It's my I'm only saying point. the marriage doesn't but have I was, to be sanctioned or rolled? state. It doesn't, right, have, to, it doesn't that, have to have legal um, to where it's legal ramifications. What I'm saying that was, is... what I was trying to highlight, though. I was trying to highlight simply that I've heard men in this space put more emphasis on the fact that the reason that a man who has a child, whether it was in a marriage, in a relationship, outside uh, that has a child and a woman that has a child, that the man doesn't um that the men don't have you know they're not bringing the child into the relationship with them because men aren't typically the sole provider of the child so for that reason i've heard men in this space say that you know there's there's more uh you know that a woman is essentially a package deal with her child that she has more of a burden that what? the man is taking on her and her child um sister george c rose i have to ask Lara a question well after you're done i'm done I want to ask him a question. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, Laro, I have to ask this question. You said that um, men, you know, uh, 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 they should want to, like the guys should want to put up with certain traumas or whatever. And I get it, right? But what if the guy doesn't want to put up with that from a person? 
no what no, happens then not, no that's not what i said what i said was yeah cor- all right then, not, then correct me but, yeah okay what i what i said was okay you don't want to deal with pookie and ray ray drama that a woman brings to the table right okay i get it but you know everybody is coming to the table with some type of something right okay what or what type of trauma are you willing to deal with i don't know but he asked that for for me to answer i never got a chance to answer yeah i got i got answer answer the question uh characters what's your response my my answer to that question would be i don't want to deal with any trauma if i can help it you're asking Mm. for a perfect person now bro right even childhood trauma can i if I can help it. And I understand that everybody has something, but I'm going to try to mitigate that as much. And I don't want the person to be mm-hmm. perfect. But if you are choosing somebody to marry, once I get married, I don't want it to be, I want it to be it. That's it. I don't have any kids for a reason. I've, I went through college. I was around it. You know what I mean? I've, I've had my chances at, I was an athlete in college. I'm six, five. I've, I've had my fair share of chances. To have a kid if i wanted to so i've made sure that i made sound decisions this entire time and what i'm saying is i know that nobody's going to be perfect but if i can choose somebody that doesn't have any trauma whether it means kids if it means uh bad home life if it means um dealing with pookie and ray rays uh stds i am going to try to pick somebody that doesn't have any of that and if that means somebody I'm okay with dating. I've dated black women, white women, Asian women, Latina women. I'll date whatever. I'm open. I'm open it to it all. So I'm not just putting myself in the box to be like I just have to deal with this one thing. Hey, so, yo, care just check this out. Here's the perfect sure. opportunity for you to invoke your godfather's name, right? Check this out. That uh, your boy, he always says this, right? You know, I've heard him enough. He's not complete bullshit, but you no, know, whatever. He says you should ask that woman. Has she had therapy? That's just the the quick way to just go through all that. But even with therapy, they still might walk out with all that stuff still on their brain. So Let me, I get you know, you know, and, and I'm, hey. I, I can understand all that. And I'll finish real quick. I can understand all of that, and I deal with it on a daily basis because I currently work as a probation agent. So I supervise over 150 people. I deal with domestic violence cases all the time. Um, I send people to therapy all the time. It's literally my job to hold people accountable, accountable. So to a to an order from the judge. So I see trauma on a daily basis. I read the reports. So I, I have like a different level of understanding to be able to discern what's going on out here, you know. So in, you know what I'll say? I think um uh to piggyback on what the brother just said in defense of what he's saying first, and then I'll give my own testimony real quick as being somebody that I felt had a perfect relationship and went through a divorce. Let me say this. I think that um, a lot of guys who do have themselves together are apprehensive to get married because I will say the judicial system, when it comes to divorce and how they keep it as a business, right? I don't know what it said. Um, it threw me off. I'm just saying, like, a lot of times the court system is unfair to men. So it's really not always a good deal, especially if you you know, have articulated and got yourself together where you have some assets, you know, because I'm going to tell you, the best marriages work when people go through struggle together to get something. 
because marriage is work, just like healing is work. Healing is not an event, it's a process. And another reason why I think we get it twisted now with this new generation of men where we're more emotional and we didn't have our father there to model to us that forgiveness is a decision, not a feeling. Just like me saying, you know mm -hmm. what, man, I'm not gonna go upside this woman's head, not because it's not an emotion, it's because it's a decision. We don't have emotional intelligence. So that fear and apprehension is totally well-founded to say, man, I do not want to get with any woman. And I'm trying to like mathematically make sure the probability is there. But let me tell you what's carbon monoxide in a relationship, insecurity in a woman. Let me tell you what else is carbon monoxide, ambition, hidden ambition. Your woman may not act a fool till she gets her master's degree. Because at that time when she gets her master's degree, she's around a bunch of other divorced, bitter women who are trying to, trying to, you know, put their own toxins. See, we have to guard our household to the day that we die. I've seen my parents, they're in their late 70s now. And and I, I, I'm, I'm glad my father's still here and I can pick his brain. And I can even look at my relationship. We had everything right. But see, even if your girl may not have baggage, her family can have baggage. And especially they can bring that to you. Exactly. That's and what I'm saying. Is it's going Dang, to happen. That's a good so, point. So what, so what I'm saying Fact. is you have to work at it. It's not something that you just say, oh, OK, she's right. And I don't have to keep talking and communicating. It's work. Anybody who tells you that it's not something you got to maintain, they're lying to you because you're going to have to go through forgiveness. You're going to go through disagreements. And you got to remember, just like she has her own insecurities, just like she has her own insecurities, family can have their jealousy. Those are the biggest people who will be haters. Like when I look back with my ex, she didn't realize some of the friends that she was bringing around trying to be a good Christian to, they were the biggest haters. Because once we got separated, they showed themselves. You get what I'm saying? But they feel like a fool because I keep I kept my house. I'm a disabled vet. I got 3,500 square feet, a movie mm. theater. I've been retired since 2005. You dig? And Congratulations. I was going to school to be a nurse. So my thing of it is, is see, what I'm saying is I had everything right but things can still go wrong, even if you put God right in all this, because mm -hmm. you know what you don't have control over? Individual free will. So don't beat yourself up, brother or sister, if you take a chance on marriage and somebody else act a fool. But also don't be quick to end a marriage thinking you're just going to come find utopia. Because I'm going to tell you, I agree 30, with that. 40, you're going to find all the crazies on the Internet, all the all the low hanging fruit that just that got all those mental problems you're talking about. And to the brother that 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 talks about, you know, the Pookie and Ray Ray energy. Let me say, say this. This is why it's important to get healing, because I can hear the pain in your voice a little. And one no, thing I, I know, even I'm, I'm concerned. Nerding, nerding. You nerding. You have to stop let interrupting. Me let me finish. Let me finish because I'm talking about myself right now because I went through this. I didn't get over my divorce the right way. And guess what happened? I didn't realize it. I started attracting negative women. You know what I'm trying to say? Like the law of attraction is will. You got to get to a point where you take a spiritual laxative. You know what I'm saying? Where you say, look, it is okay that this person hurt me. It's okay that this happened. I learned from it. Don't believe everything you see on social media that everybody's perfect and everybody's doing better and everybody's accomplished more or, or I should have been married by this age. Don't rush into anything. You, you're right. You're going to find somebody who's a little broken. But here's the difference. If they're trying to heal, they're not going to be an overly emotional person that doesn't have intelligence with it. And that comes from life experience. Emotional intelligence uh, is the key. 
Okay. See, Rose, can I respond I, to that, please? Very quickly, Nardine, and then we no. want to go ahead and get the, thing, uh, the reason Lisa why I, I'm not I'm not saying it from a place of hurt. I'm saying it from a place of, of, of caring because I care about our women. If they continue to do the the, the things that we're talking about, picking the picking the worst guys, everything like that, of course no one's gonna want to gonna want to deal with that. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, hey, ladies, let's just make the right decision because at, at the end of the day. If you're picking these pookies and ray rays and then all of a sudden something bad happens don't expect the guy to come the guy who has everything to uh to come in and and, and, and save you it's not going to work that way because he's looking at it as whoa you're you're not only making a, a a a bad decision you're making a bad financial decision you've got a bad financial you got a bad decision in guys that you're dating and all sort of stuff guys don't want to deal with that that's what i'm saying mm. oh, and, thank and, you, and, and, one, and one more thing and one more thing the reason why guys are kind of apprehensive, especially guys who made something of themselves, are apprehensive about getting getting married, is because they know that at the end of the at the end of it, these guys will end up losing everything. You know, I was married. I lost. I when I when I had sixty thousand dollars to my name, at the end of the divorce or anything like that, I have to start all over. Mm -hmm. So that's why guys are apprehensive about getting getting married. That's what I'm saying. All right, right. Nardine. So, uh, I'm gonna actually let Mr. Why, why do you think that? Why do you think Nardine, that? Nardine, that I, Nardine, I, 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 I you, you don't have to this. repeat it. We're gonna move on and let Mr. Research. I'm, I'm, address, I'm addressing we, him. I understand that. You, you've gotten your point out. We want to go ahead and I'll allow other people to get a chance to speak too. So, uh, Mr. Research joined the panel, and I want to hear from him. Uh, Mr. Research, what what would you like to add to the conversation or topic at hand, whichever you choose? Well, I'm just going to speak directly to you two ladies because I don't want to trigger anybody. Uh, you know, I, I've said to you two ladies when y'all first started this journey that um, I helped create this manosphere. Me, Alpha Male Wisdom, Mr. Minister Jab, Angry Man, and O'Shea. And this is before everybody else came along. And what I've said to you two ladies is we now have a lot of people who are just inconsistent. Dudes don't have self-discipline. Dudes are angry. I find it amazing. I've said this to both of you guys, uh, even when me and uh, Sister George had a little bump in their heads one time. I've said to you ladies, there's a lot of dudes who you ladies are more mature than. You guys are trying to have an intellectual conversation. And I find it so amazing, episode after episode, you have to remind guys over 28 to be self-disciplined. Here's the truth, ladies. This new manosphere is all about teasing women, poking fun at women, and creating new women who hate men. Ever since these many of these people, they got great points. Let's let's not let's not you know shame all of them. 30% of them got great points, great intellectual points. But then there's this 70% that just wants to create more women who hate black men. You would have loved this space back in 2007. It was so peaceful. But we had one lady come along. Her name was Olivia. She worked for MTV. And she started creating problems. That's why me and Minister Jap put out stuff about how women created the gender war here. Because we've been around long enough to see it. But then dudes started replying back. Because as angry man said, you know, men need a voice. But then that voice, ladies, 
became poison. And dudes start trying to create, they, they, they would literally go to pages and screw with women who wasn't even talking bad about black men, forcing those women to eventually start talking bad about black men. I land my plane to you, to you two ladies, and I'm speaking to you two specifically, because like I said, other people, you know, I, I just don't get it. You ladies got to understand this space is going to get worse and worse because our men don't have a real goal that they're trying to achieve. I don't care about whether you two ladies or any lady, and I say this to your face, I, I, I appreciate both of y'all, but I don't care about women enough to sit up here and try to uh, convince you what you should be doing. No, I'm focused on my future son. I'm focused on my property. I don't even speak about women a lot. And that's the problem you two ladies are facing episode after episode. You are dealing with 70% of guys who just hate and they want to create women who hate. They, they, there were, there was not a lot of women on this platform speaking against black men until we start having O'Shea Rumbles. O'Shea Rumbles gave mm -hmm. to to a lot of stuff. So I, I find you guys a, a, a really intellectually fascinating to watch these episodes where you have to uh, rodeo in dudes who should be more disciplined than you two ladies. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mr. Research, that was actually pretty interesting. I like certain things, you know, you get, you kind of, um, it, it, there's so many things that we do on this show that's just kind of become a part of the process, but I never really stopped to pay attention to the fact that, you know, men who, uh, you know, this is a predominantly male space, male should be male led, who um, kind of lack discipline and we're, having to redirect and, um, you know, kind of remind <laughs> to um, behave as disciplined men. So uh, that's a very interesting point that you made. So thank you for your contribution. Real quick, I want to read the um, super chat from the RX0. He says, there are too many negative variables with modern women for us to consider them as lifelong romantic companions. And they'll have to accept that. The RX0, I think that that's interesting. The thing is literally, um, when I initially came to this space, there were a lot of these types of comments that I would see and I would fight somebody tooth and nail. No, black women are not like that. And then I started paying closer attention to um, you know, black women on social platforms and the things that they were saying. And I hear black women saying, oh, uh, marriage is forever and being with somebody forever, like that's that's too much of a commitment. Like I've heard women admitting that like they don't want to enter into a relationship and only be with one man forever, you know, like they feel like that's too limiting. So um that's a good point. Thank you. The RX some of them and Miss and Miss Rose, some of them say, you know, some of them actually go out when they're married and trying to act single and, mm. I, and i've no i've noticed that a lot i've noticed that a lot they, these women will be married and they're they're flaunting like they're single i'm like yo don't you have a husband at home i can believe it what would your husband um, 
Eugene says, earlier I said these GMFs are making it hard for real women to get picked. This is true. I also wanted to say that Pookies and Ray Rays are making it hard for us. I would think that there are difficulties on both sides because there are people who folks will look at as our representatives who you know, don't have a moral base. Like um, if, if someone is drawing media attention because of their negative behavior, oftentimes that's attributed to black women. You see somebody fighting in the buffet, it's attributed to black women. If they you see somebody yeah, acting a fool in a club or shooting, that's a, that behavior is attributed to black men. So we, on both sides, there are hurdles that, you know, folks have to overcome as it relates to dating and mating. Because um, men can't handle women concrete. cheating. Some men can't. Hey, I think that's Miss Concrete. Hey, check so this funny. out, man. Listen. Yeah. Why is so much energy like put upon like certain people, right? Like they say the Pookie and Ray Ray thing again came up once mm -hmm. again. Look, bro, like uh you act like Dante in quantum security can't go home and drag his damn woman down the stairs, bro. Mm -hmm. We've had that discussion. Y'all got to get out of that, man. How Come often? On, I mean, shit. Laro, we've had what's that discussion. We did a whole topic on it. But the Laro, thing what's is, the frequency? Nerdine, it happens. Like, you guys think that. I know it happens. Oh, How hold often? on. You got, Nerdine, hold on. You guys think that um, only the only people who do anything wrong that you know in the black community are pookie and ray rays we've talked about how educated even from like cheating to having multiple baby mamas you know like military men like are some of the biggest whores you want to meet college guys frat guy like you know you guys try to relegate behavior to just and a certain guys, segment but it makes it and, easy for black men to Rose, be like those guys not get separated too it just makes it easier. Hey, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, if I'm she's speaking, let her speak. Yeah. Literally, I'm just like two seconds. Uh, it just makes it easier for everyone else to say, that's not us. That's them over there. And that's all I was trying to say. Con concrete. All I was going to say is, yeah. you know, use following that logic. Well, then why is it that you got white feminists that make the same arguments about white men? They're white men that make more money, have more opportunity, and they can still beat their wife and do all kind of stuff. So, in other words, you don't know what a wife beater looks like. I know statistically mm -hmm. we could say because of poverty how somebody is. But you know what I think the real issue is, and it makes me chuckle, and I think this comes from life experiences. And maybe maybe to a degree when I was younger, I'm not going to say I was a man whore, but I mean, I, let's put it to you this way. I wasn't as sensitive maybe as I got older when, you know, when you're a young teenager or if you're single and you're in the military because I heard the military brought up. This is what you have to understand. I, I came to this conclusion a long time ago. My dad pushed my sister to become the woman that he didn't want her to be by being too controlling, too religious, having good intentions, but not knowing how to like emote and express. Again, sometimes I want to say white men used to struggle with this problem more, but I think what it really boils down to is the stigma that we get from our friends. Because I used to have friends tell me, man, I ain't trying to become a Kodak daddy, meaning I ain't trying to become an instant daddy with this chick. It could be some fine chick, nice, you know, curves, the whole nine. He'd be like, man, I ain't, you know, she got two kids. Ooh, ooh, ooh. She, she's got mileage. And then I'd be seeing the girl that he's with and I'd be like, bro, we just poked her like Pokemon and she got no kids. You know what I'm saying? You don't know how much mileage she got. So I think 
we got to get it out of our mind. Look, we ain't teenagers. Nobody's a virgin. So if you ain't a virgin, you can't expect a woman to be a virgin. But I remember like this one sister was telling me one time, she was like, she had a dude straight up get mad and punch her in the eye and all this. And I'm not making this up. He was asking her about the penis size of some of her past lovers. So I guess, she's, I think when we're under 25, we think we're showing a woman some shit she's never seen. Look, I have what God has blessed me with. And it's like what I tell my girl or any chick on me. I'm confident with me. If I know I can make a woman have multiple orgasms, I'm doing something right. So I don't matter if somebody's hung at a horse or they short as a Chinaman. But I'm thinking, you got some, women don't realize this power they have. It's penis in me. You got some brothers that in their mind, they thinking like, dude, the last your baby daddy, <laughs> he was beating the brakes off of Mm-hmm. It makes you, it makes me laugh. Well, um, wait, Laura, what and, and were you saying? Rose. No, I said, uh, let Laura go, Nuradine, and then we're gonna no, get to you. I'm sorry, Laura. Matter of fact, let's just start it up with um, final thoughts. Laura, what are yours? Yeah, I think he might be projecting that upon other people. Uh, I've never thought in my head what somebody else's stuff was, man, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. Thank you, uh, Concrete Rose and uh, Sister George. Uh, you guys, thank you, very, you guys are very needed in the space because they come over here and they let all their feelings out. So that's cool. <laughs> appreciate you. Thank guys. you, Laura, for joining us. We appreciate you. You ain't go off today. You was cool, calm, and collected. That's what we like to see. Um, definitely appreciate your contribution to the conversation, bro. Yeah, Laura was like really nice. Yeah, what's going on? You know what? I think he got a little buzz going on. But um, let's go with Nuradine next. Uh, Yeah, uh, uh, C-Rose. When you talk about those good guys that go up against, uh, go up uh, upside women's heads and stuff like that, especially those who are in the military and everything like that, that are black, we we actually go up against them too. Because we're like, hey, listen, guys, we're trying to, you trying to, uh, uh, we're trying to build something and you making us all look bad. See that that's how, that's how I, I look at it is because I turn against those, 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 those dudes the same way I would turn against Pookie and Ray Ray because I'm like, whoa, you're, 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 you're in a high position. I'm like, you should know better. So, you know, and, and the thing about me trying to shame women into, I'm like, no, I'm not shaming y'all. I'm warning y'all that. You know, every time you make a bad, every time you make a bad decision, it comes with, it comes with consequences. And that's the reason why these women are kind of complaining because they're realizing the consequences are caught up with them when they had someone who said to them, Hey, listen, I don't think you should be doing that right now. But they, they actually go out there and do it just like brothers with brothers. We understand that if we make a bad, we make a bad decision, it comes back and hurts us and we don't complain. You know, some of them complain about it, but others don't. So at the, at the end of all this, you know, uh, if, if somebody's trying to give you some sound advice and you don't take it, be like, all right, no problem. You know, when don't, don't, you know, don't, don't feel bad when no one comes to your aid. It's just like, I had a friend of mine who uh, said, well, hey, Muhammad, would you defend me if I'm doing something wrong? Or if I'm the one that's starting some trouble? I'm like, no, why would I? And then he was like, well, oh, he was trying to let the other other guys know that even though I even though I'm the one they're starting problems, I should be defended. I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. I could see if if you were being accosted by being accosted and I just walked up and happened to see what was going on, then yeah, I get it. But if you're out there creating 
this very problems you're talking about, yeah, you don't need to be defended. So ladies, you know, we were trying to let you know that these that these guys were all, uh, they come with costs. And these costs are, okay, you may end up as a baby mama, you may have bad credit, uh, he, he may lead you into homelessness or in the gutter. And guys, you know, who uh, try to turn all whores into housewives, you may end up with a, with a chick who's trying to take you with everything you got, trying to um, put you on child support. And there's a whole lot of stuff. So, you know, I always say learn from, learn from your mistakes because if you don't, you're doomed to repeat it. Thank you, Nerdine. Appreciate you for joining the conversation and adding your two cents. Again, congratulations on your new job. And yes. yeah, I start I start 5 a.m. tomorrow. Outstanding. We look we're right. we're looking for some money next week. We really appreciate <laughs> it. Okay. Like this is this is when I check out though, because she gets the cutting up. <laughs> yeah. I did send you a super chat earlier. Thank you. We oh, appreciate thank you, you Nerdine. Nerdine. See? I don't know how I missed yeah. it. I can't stand this. Happening. I show some love to the stuff. Yeah. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> we appreciate it because maybe we need it because I'll be, I be needing to pay for extra patients when you bring your behind up here. But well, um, I'll give you some we, extras. Give you some we extras. appreciate you uh, nonetheless. Yeah, um, yeah. Danny, thank you. Who's I'm just having fun here. Can, can, can I jump in because you know I was having battery problems earlier that's off charging. Okay, no, she, we're doing closing comments, but you are yeah. more than welcome to go ahead and go. I just want to acknowledge China White. She became Shout a member. Thank you, thank you, thank white you. Up in this Congratulations. Thing. Thank you for joining the family. Thank you, China. Go ahead, Sheed. I'm sorry. All right. So basically, I wanted to say this earlier, but y'all was having a royale in here for a minute. But when it comes to the Pookie and Ray Ray type talk, this your environment, you know, if you had a choice to be better and do better, you would. But with certain people, when they're in their environment, that's all they know until they learn to do better. You know, you got plenty of people, rappers, not even just rappers and famous people. You just got average people that, you know, came from the bottom, you know, strive to be better. You know, mom probably the most. I, I got a partner now. You know, his mom was out there doing her thing. And, you know, dad, you know, he was there sometime. But great man his dad was a great guy but the only thing was he he was in the gutter and he rose himself up this guy made damn near three four hundred thousand dollars a year now got successful got a nice family and everything you know so you don't stay at the bottom just because you know just because you was in that environment and the thing about these guys like i don't know why guys in this space keep promoting the pookies and ray rays because if you not that you strive just like the guy um uh what is it Car carrot juice you strive to get the woman that you want to get and if things do happen you you might have a little issues with her you choose to deal with those issues you don't have to and that's why i keep letting guys understand in this space you only deal with what you want to deal with other than that you don't have to accept everything like you know these women if they want to go that route and deal with those guys and come back to you later that's their choice it's not your choice to accept them it's your choice to do what you want because ultimately, if you're taking care of the woman, I'm not ultimately going to take care of nobody that, you know, don't have my best interests or not looking out for me or, you know, just coming for the bag. And a lot of guys got to understand that in this space. Stop having the, like grow up. You know, if, if you don't know how to talk to a woman, go talk to somebody that do because average guys don't have their fathers. 
So you do need some type of game of, you know, just saying, hey, you know, that's the first thing. A lot of guys don't even know how to say hello to a woman. But yet all these women are bad and evil, you know. So the approach is there. That's that's the main issue with a, some guys in this space. I'm starting to hear is their approach is so bad. And even when you have these women that are bad, why are you still with them? If you made that choice to be with a woman, that's bad for you. So when you get the bad result, you can't blame nobody which for yourself. You know, a lot of guys, a lot of people, I'm just in with this. A lot of people got to stop pointing the finger at other people. You got to start holding yourself accountable. When did you know that she wasn't good or the vice versa with the woman? When did you know that this guy was cheating all the time and you start suspecting things, but you still stay because of the look that, that society standards? And I'm in with that. Thank you, She Definitely appreciate your contribution to the conversation. Thank you for rejoining so Good you can get your last yeah, words in. Um, I want to go ahead, Carrot Juice, since he was uh, responding to some of the things that you said and let you give us your closing comments and then we'll have Robbie Blue. Yeah, thank you for having me again. And like I said, um, I think having a conversation like this that is productive is like the key to moving forward in this whole thing and um what i wanted to say i mean there was so much stuff said but i'll i'll keep it concise and clear there was a lot a lot especially with nerdine uh shout out to him on getting his job but it was a lot of like just like negativity tied to the whole situation and no positive outreach real <laughs> like no positive perspective on if somebody ends up with me and I want to get married at some point point, and if they end up getting married, they're going to have a good life because I am constantly learning and trying to get better and do more. I have, you know, ambitions and goals to do better. So just cause, um, I have standards and whatnot, and I, I won't deal with a lot of bad things. Doesn't mean like you won't have a great life. And it's a lot of black men who are single and childless and you will have a great life. It's not all doom and gloom. Like there's positive things out here. There, there's a, there are things going great with us because we have this space. So I just kind of wanted to put some positive energy out there because a lot of it is just like doom and gloom. And it's like, no, man, like life is good. Things are good. Like people are healthy and I hope everybody's doing well. And um, I'll end it with this. Men, what you need to do is I did a video on Tristan Thompson and the situation going on with that, that young lady that he allegedly got pregnant and black men. What you need to do out here is you need to protect your meat, protect your meat. That's your money, your energy, your attention, and your time. As long as you do that and you stay on your purpose, you'll get to and above your goals each and every time. Say it again, brother. I think they missed it. Say it again. It's protect your meat. That is money, energy, attention, and time. If you protect your meat, you'll get to and above your goals each and every time as a man. And I'll end with that. Thank you very much. Mm, good stuff, Care Juice. 
Definitely appreciated your commentary too. I know the last time you were here, I think we got into a little tango. I can't even remember what it was regarding, but I know we had like differences of opinions, yeah. but despite that, I'm glad that you came back and joined and contributed to the conversation. Um, very good, solid stuff. And, and hold on to your standards. Like you've done well for yourself. You are entitled to have those standards and you have every right to decide who it is that you want to partner with and good luck to you. Appreciate right. you. Thanks no problem. Me. No problem. Uh, Robbie Blue, what you got for us, bro? Uh, I want to apologize earlier if I got a little graphic. But I was just being a little comical, but it was a true story. But all I want to close it on this, and I just want to say, you know, some people look at love as like lightning in a bottle. We remember the first time when we really had like, you know, unconditional real love. And then everything after that can just be friendships, relationships or whatever. I just want to say, speaking from myself, when I went through my divorce, I think it took me realistically about three years to fully heal before I could really just say I was over it. And 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 I'm saying that to just say to whoever it may concern that you cannot find love or appreciate love if it comes in your path. If you still have any type of anger or insecurity or unresolved issues, you know, forgiveness is a gift that you give yourself. It doesn't let the other person off the hook. It doesn't mean that you're a pushover. It just means you're making yourself available first by loving yourself. And when you give out the positive energy and like they say, you focus on, you know, the acronym they use for me, you're going to meet somebody, you know, what I mean, that may be looking for the same thing that's right for you. And I'll just say, be careful who you say you won't date or you won't marry because the devil got one to tempt you. But God got one that, you know, saying that you'll love for life and you both will fight to work together. Thank you, Robbie Blue. You definitely came with some gems today, brother. Um, some real solid points that you made, most if not all of which I agreed with. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your contribution to the to the discussion. And we look forward to you joining the panel in the future. Yeah, um, Robbie, was today your first time joining us? Yeah, today was my first time. Um, I, so. I normally don't do this kind of thing too much, but I think the nature of the topic you know what I mean? I was interested in listening and I and I hope some of my words didn't cause, uh, you know, strife and envy. I just feel like sometimes you can help somebody else by being unfiltered. Okay. Uh, we like honesty over here. So even if they did, I'm sure that they possibly potentially probably did more help than harm. Um, it's OK. We, we welcome dissenting opinions. So if there were people who disagree with you, that's that's fine. That's how we learn. But um, yeah, we appreciate you you coming through and checking us out and, and contributing. Oh, yeah. All right. No doubt. I'll definitely subscribe. You have a good one. Peace. You too. Thank you, Thank you, you too. so much. Um, shout out to Nuradine. He says, Carrot Juice, that's what men are doing now. If marriage is good for you, great. But a lot of good black men are seeing that marriage isn't, is not worth it. Um, thank you so much, Nuradine. We appreciate you. Um, Mr. Research, what are your final thoughts? You know, I'm, I'm, I, well, you know what? Let me start off with this quick thing. Um, so I have two ladies that I deal with that are not my girlfriends. We just have a sexual relationship, but they're not my girlfriends. Um, one of them contacted me recently. Uh, we, you know, we had a little situation last weekend where, you know, we was banging it out. And then she said, hey, you know, I'll, I'll be back here next weekend. I said, OK, but I got stuff that I'm doing. Keyword stuff that I'm doing. She flies in from Arizona. Hey, just want to see if you had time. 
Now I did have time, but guess what? I stuck to what I told her. I got stuff that I'm doing. So I made myself unavailable, even though I was. The other mm. young lady contacted me this morning and she was like, oh, my grandfather died and so on and so forth. And I said, you know, I, my, my, my empathy is with you and I'm gonna send you a virtual hug. She said, you know, uh, I don't know if I can make it out there. And, she, and I never responded back. My point is, I love women, but I don't care like that. I don't care enough to jeopardize myself. I don't care enough to get argumentative with them. I don't care enough to go back and forth with them. I respect you ladies, but if you ever go left, you know, you, you, you go left. I think dudes care too darn much. Listen to what a lot of people are saying. I care so much, I gotta spend eight years telling you how you should be dating. I care so much that I gotta get into an argument with you, even though you are refusing to listen. I care that much. No, we should be caring about our son, our lawyer money, and caring about our daughter in that order. You, 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 it, Look, look at what just happened. We actually woke Sister George up to have her close the show down because we wouldn't allow C.B. Rose to just make a point. That's really what happened. The ladies are too classy to say it. So I'm going to say it. We was having a conversation, but you kept messing with her friend, wouldn't allow her friend to speak. So she said, you know what? Let's, let's just do final thoughts. You dudes don't want to see yourself. It's amazing. It's just really amazing. And and why do I come over? Because it's it's intellectually interesting to see how we as men should be at the forefront of having intellectual conversations, but we're at the forefront of female bashing. Female bashing. You know, and and, and I'm gonna land my plane by saying this. One of the people uh, in the chat room who didn't like me, uh, some guy from Long Island named Kitty Cloud. This guy had all this stuff to say, right? Then you you kind of look at his scenario. He's just now finding out that you can light light snow and make it black. It, it's just this this thing that black men are not self developing themselves intellectually, but we're spending so much time trying to convince you women how y'all should be, be performing. Sister George and C. Rose are in great relationships. They appear happy. But a lot of these other women, the Brittany Renners of the world, it's us as black men who are making them famous. Once, once we stop talking about Superhead, guess what, uh, Sister George? Nobody talks about Superhead no more. Once we stop talking about Amber Rose, guess what? Nobody talks about Amber Rose anymore, but black men are the ones who are constantly making these less than individual females relevant year after year after year. Thank you, ladies, for allowing me to speak.
Thank you, Mr. Research, for joining us and for adding your two cents. Definitely appreciated your commentary and keep coming back because we enjoy hearing from you just like you enjoy or find it entertaining. But um, you hit on some real um, true points and we appreciate wait, wait, you wait. for that. There's a true point about me like, look, F all this. Yeah, on, that. And his earlier point about having to rein folks in and, you know, you're supposed to be in a position where you're leading, but like, you know, we're having to remind people about just like basic decorum skills, you know. So. See, my meanness, um, com it comes in handy every now and then. Listen, See? Auntie Mama will get them together. You hear me? Yes, she will. Girl, don't start no mess. Let me call Big Boo on your ass. No, no, no. <laughs> See, that's why I got to stop telling you stuff. <laughs> Better Future came through. He said, we are politically ignoring and the son that you're caring for will probably have to deal with all the experience for the things that you don't care for. Um, mm. So yeah, make changes for your future offspring if for no one else. But thank you, Better Future. We appreciate you. Thank you. Um, yeah, this was a good conversation. It went in a totally different direction than I anticipated, but that's what I get for anticipating because I can never predict what's going to happen on our show. Um, definitely enjoyed the show. Thank you for everyone who joined the panel and contributed to the discussion. Thank you to our special guest, CJ MBM. He had to um, get on up out of here and feed them kids, feed them children, but we appreciate him nonetheless for coming by and you know discussing the topic with us and letting us pick his brain a little bit as it related to the topic and thank you to everybody who super chatted us and to our bro kick clouds for the cash app we appreciate y'all more than y'all will ever know in the chat um thank you to the chat for keeping it rocking absolutely um shout out to everybody who came through um i echo concrete um sentiment so um thank you guys so much for joining us this was a really, really good show. Really dope conversations, as always, per usual, in that order. Um, Y'all know how we get down. Um, so y'all should stay tuned. We about to set this place on fire. Listen, get ready. That part. Ready. Mm, got yeah. some good stuff coming up. Um, mm. Just continue to tune in because, yeah, we go. Like, our creativity never stops. Ever, ever, ever. So we know y'all out here suffering for content, but <laughs> listen, um, okay, I'm about to go. I'm a chill, I'm a chill, I'm a chill, I'm a chill. But um, yeah, you guys stay tuned and we hope you have a great start to the week and uh, join us back here on Wednesday. We're out.